welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Movie Graveyard back again, saving Kino in 2023. <laughs> we are rolling right now with the late 80s, really underseen flick, which is crazy considering how well-known the two main actors are, but like... Really, nobody talks about this movie, like, ever. Like, And then lately, everybody's talking about it. Yeah, last week, everybody's talking about it, which is weird, because I said to you, hey, we should do this movie, and then, but we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> we are watching Kansas. can't remember if this was, like, 87 or 88. Let me see. Came out 88, September 23rd, 1988. So, yeah. So, Matt Dillon and Andrew McCarthy, two of my favorite actors from the 80s. I'm going to get rolling here. Like, the DVD, which is what we're rolling off of, this movie does not have that many releases. Um, there's, like, an iTunes release, which wasn't even in HD. That's why I just wanted to go ahead and bought the DVD, even though it was a DVD. Um, I saw it in HD on MGM HD, but that channel no longer exists, but whatever. So, this wasn't originally an MGM movie, but there's an MGM logo on the DVD. I don't know if that will be on the digital version. So, I'm just going for when the movie actually starts, just literally a uh, black screen and it's going to fade up we're eight seconds into the dvd and it's going to fade up to a train like this movie like even you said the other night you're like what it just starts like that like, <laughs> yeah like there's like no titles no nothing for like the longest time the movie just starts so eight seconds in the dvd i'm going to say one two three go when you hear me say the word go please hit play on whatever you're watching this on all right everybody one two three go and here we are going into the magical Kino world of Kansas, <laughs> which like by the way too, like even if you want to go buy, find a DVD of this like on eBay, which is like where I found it because I think it's technically out of print. Although it's not an expensive one, you can still get a brand new sealed copy for like ten bucks, like I did. But it's like because the word Kansas is like just general and in so many things, like it's so hard to even find it. Come and search. You always come up with all this other shit. Same if you're looking on it for it on digital. But yeah, it, we literally start with some. Um, some old-timey hobo tramp stuff here with uh, Andrew McCarthy running, trying to jump onto an empty boxcar train. Oh, my God. And he almost, he almost falls down. It's and, so uh, torturous to watch him trying to I get know. There. It's good, though, cause, but you can tell it's really him, like, uh, doing it. You know what I mean? Which, by the way, this, this DVD <laughs> does not have English subtitles, so we're actually rolling on Spanish subtitles, even though neither one of us are really that good at Spanish. <laughs> So, like, try to, just to remind us, like, what they're talking about. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. So, like, literally, yeah, he's he's hanging off the side of the the train, and finally Matt Dillon, who's in the boxcar, helps him up and tells him, hey, you know, you got to do that better. That's a good way to lose your legs. <laughs> but, uh, he basically, uh, Andrew McCarthy rolls down right right here what's going on. He was going all the way from Utah to New York. That's like so cross country from, yeah. he said Orm, uh, Utah to New York. And he was driving across all these states and his car actually caught on fire and he lost everything. His, you know, his luggage, his um, traveler's checks. He had a silver tray he was going to give his buddy. He was going to his buddy's wedding. He was supposed to be the best man. And he's still trying to get there any way he can. Like, literally, he says nothing. He's just jumping onto boxcars now, trying to get to this wedding. Which, like, my car burned up. I would just be like, I'm just going back. (laughs) Like, just go find another buddy to be wrestling. And, like, he's in the suit, which I don't think it was really, like, his wedding suit. But it's, like, it's still a suit. And, man, this fucking suit gets trashed and dirty, (laughs) destroyed in the course of this movie. Yeah. But, yeah. But I always like this movie. Be real honest, I can't even really... 
remember directly what the first time I seen this. I mean, I didn't. I know I didn't see it any time near when it first came out. I want to say I rented it on video or either saw it on TV. Probably like the late '90s. Probably like a good ten years after it came out. And I just always was drawn to it, obviously, because I'm a big Andrew McCarthy fan. He's kind of like my favorite of the young 80s actors. I was just finding him very relatable. And then, like, Matt Dillon was, like, the coolest fucking 80s actor, <laughs> especially in the early 80s. He, you know, he's coming up, doing stuff like The Outsiders and all that. And uh, he just kept, Matt Dillon, to me, was kind of like the 80s version of James Dean. So, like, yeah, like, I was just always drawn. Finally, we get, we're, like, probably five minutes in the movie now. We get Transworld Entertainment for the, which, like, I always wanted to buy the poster of this movie, and you can get it for, like, literally five bucks, the original poster, because it's, like, the worst fucking, I mean, they didn't have Photoshop, but it's just literally their two faces in front of a fucking wheat field. It's such a disappointing poster. Because the DVD cover, I, I did buy the, um, the press photo set of this about a year ago. Because uh, I knew the way I was decorating this room, I wanted to put some, like, uh, they're not really lobby cards. They look like lobby cards with their press photos. So I right behind us, I have the black and white press photo of uh, Matt Dillon and uh, Andrew McCarthy sitting on the train tracks, which was, like, kind of like, like, every time you saw the VHS or anything, like, they would put that on there. Like, it, it, and same with the DVD cover. But, uh, yeah, I wish that was a poster. I would love to have that image as a poster. Um, it's really cool looking. But, yeah, um, so basically, like, this whole movie is just basically these guys um, basically getting stuck in the small town and some bad shit's going to go down here. And, like... Um, it's not really, a, like, that they're getting stuck in a random small town. I think it's Matt Dillon's hometown. Yeah, his hometown, yeah. yeah. And, like, he, he tells them, because, you know, like, McCarthy's just been on the road, just basically bumming it, like, jumping on cars and shit. Um he tells him, you know, we're we're coming up on this town where, like, you know, they have this, like, you know, whatever festival and, like, there's a big feast and anybody can go there and eat. And He describes it. It's like, <laughs> this is one of the things that, like, I was saying, I was telling you after, like, I don't know, a day or two after we watched this that I was, like, traumatized by it because, like... Like Matt Dillon is one of those actors that I'm that can do no wrong for me. Like everything he's in, I absolutely love it. Even if he's like a bad guy, I'm like, yeah, he's a cool bad guy. Like yeah. I'm totally into it. But this one, like, he played the role so well, and the role was written so well that I just like this is finally the one where I was just like, fuck that guy. <laughs> like, You're like fuck my guy. Like just like that opening scene where he's when they're you know first talking to each other and like how he's he seems so normal and he's like, oh yeah, my hometown it's so great. It's a little town. Pretty much telling him it's like a town where everybody knows your name and he's basically describing like a perfect Americana small town. Yeah. So he seems like a normal guy, but like throughout the movie, it turns out he's not. And it's just the way it unfolds. I'm just like, yeah. Oh my gosh. He just leaves me totally like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if this was like intentional, or but like, if you actually look at him and like his body language, like when they're on that, that train car and now here where they're walking in the town, he presents himself as like in this part of the movie as like a really stand up charismatic yeah, guy. And he's, yeah. he's telling Andrew McCarthy like, yeah, it's a great place to go. And you know, we're going to go eat there because Andrew McCarthy says, like, can anybody go and like, you know, eat at the festival? You have to be a local and he goes, no, anybody, they'll, they'll be happy to feed you. So like, he's really like selling him on like, you got to go to this town with me, man. You know, take a day off, you know, if you're traveling and just, you're going to want to stay forever. Yeah. Like, he kind of basically says that. <laughs> 
Yeah. And, like, I mean, I guess now talking about it out loud, because, like, a lot of the times when we watch the movies I know we're going to do shows for, like, I yeah. try not to talk to you about it, because yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to We just talk a little bit the next day, like, dinner or something. And like, but even then, I try not to yeah. say too much. But, like, now that we're talking about it, and, like, obviously, now that I know what happens in it, yeah. Now it's just so obvious of what a con guy he is. Like, oh yeah, he's like that because he's so good. He's so good at being right. a con guy. And you don't. You that's what I'm saying. Like, I think this movie really. I've seen this movie probably like four times over the years. Um, you know, I think I might have actually rented this from Netflix on DVD way back when. I think that's how I originally saw this movie. Like, because I never knew it existed, and I just saw it because I would always add to my giant Netflix queue by looking up just the actors I liked. And finding all their obscure movies. I think that's how I found this movie. I was like, oh, what's this? But, um, yeah, and just, like, it's... I think this is one of Matt Dillon's best performances, honestly, because you see his character and his wardrobe changes a lot. Like, mm-hmm. he's definitely, like, a con man and a thief. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of dressed like your typical 80s, like, cool hunk, like, in the beginning of the movie here. And he goes through all these, you know, because he's trying to blend in and, like, you know, he go, you know, he's on the run for the law and shit, we find out. And it's just kind of like, it's just such a good performance. It's in depth. And like, I really think if you just, I mean, I always liked this movie the first time I watched it, but I just feel like if you really just kind of watch this movie on the surface and you only watch it one time. I just noticed that he wiped his hand when he shook his hand. I know. Yeah. They're like sitting on this dock at this little pond next to somebody's <laughs> house bullshitting. And he's in a, Matt Dillon's telling a story about this guy who knew Red who robbed banks. But, um. There's just something about this performance where, like, you really need to pay attention to it for Matt Dillon and really kind of get, like, truly how so Because the movie is very, you know, it's a very 80s style. Like, I, I don't want to call it flat, but it's like, it presents the storytelling in a much more relaxed way than what we're used to now in modern films. Like, like this. Like, I thought he, like, knew those people. Yeah. Like, that's why they were sitting there. And it's like... Well, you and Andrew McCarthy kind of doesn't know what's going on here. Yeah. He just thought they were sitting there to rest for a second. And, like, this whole time, like, I think he even kind of says something. Like, yeah, like, he says something like he knows those people. Yeah. And then, like, when he when they're going into the house, you hear him break the window. And I'm like, oh, oh damn, yeah. like, this is not... <laughs> He's lying. I mean, it's, it's, like, that's the first time you realize he's like lying. Well, you know, Andrew McCarthy kind of has a look on his face. I mean, Andrew McCarthy's desperate, so he just goes along with it because he's yeah. just kind of along with this guy who's going to be doing this shit anyway. Yeah. But like, well, yeah. because he's telling him like, "Oh yeah, she's going to make you pancakes and eggs or something like yeah. that." He's like telling him she's like about eating breakfast and all this yeah. stuff. So it's like I'm sure he's starving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he there's that too. You know, he only had like that orange to eat for days or whatever. Yeah. But it's like they're totally just like kind of really petty theft. Uh, burglarizing his house like he's he steals this guy's hawaiian shirt kind of and steals some pantyhose and like that's what i mean like you really gotta see this movie two or three times to like when you go back you realize all the little details that are building up and you realize mm-hmm. yeah how you, like when you kind of know where matt Dillon's character is going and his performance <laughs> is going it kind of makes it more enjoyable to watch because like you see all the little signs you know yeah. what i mean uh, he just brushed his teeth and now he's drinking alcohol yeah jack Daniels, that was yeah. nasty <laughs> I should have drank that before he brushes his teeth. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, and Andrew McCarthy's just stealing, like, apples and fruit from these people. So it's like he's kind of like him, but... Yeah. Like, I guess just... Not as bad. Yeah. He's just, like, taking advantage of alphabets. I can't not see that every time. I know, the alphabet <laughs> cereal. That was such a staple cereal in the 80s, man. It was crazy. I know. <laughs> 
But I it's wonder a, why they don't sell that anymore. I don't know. I mean, it seems it's educational. <laughs> yeah. For as much as people complain about cereals now. <laughs> yeah, Matt Dillon makes a sandwich. Andrew McCarthy steals the apples, and <laughs> it's funny. Andrew McCarthy throws a twenty dollar bill down on their kitchen table. And Matt Dillon goes, what's that, a tip? And he's like, oh, we took about 20 bucks for the food. Whatever. <laughs> so, like, you see that Andrew McCarthy's, like, going along with it, but at the same time, he still has, like, a moral compass. Like, he's not <laughs> trying to be, like, that bad. And, I mean, to be fair, like, like they weren't really, like, looking for jewelry or they really weren't. Look, it's the first selfie stick. Yeah. <laughs> so, I can't remember this guy's name, but it's a big part in this movie is this reporter, this local reporter who's covering this fair and, um... The mayor of Kansas is there, and it's kind of a big deal. And the the guy has some kind of physical impediment. I don't know if he's supposed to have, like, a touch of cerebral palsy or what, but he's on double crutches. And the way he gets the camera shot over the crowd is he has <laughs> actually the camera attached to his crutch with, like, a lever on it. He can take a picture. So, yeah, that's what you're talking about with the selfie stick. But just... By the way, that's, uh, that was another thing that I thought was interesting, how, like, now they try to say, like, oh, like, you know the whole diversity thing and all that. Yeah. Like, I was surprised at, like, the fact that this normal role was played by a guy that has a disability like yeah. that. And, like, he plays a normal character. Like, yeah. I mean, it's... His disability doesn't play at all into the character. They, really. Nobody ever mentioned it. Like, it doesn't, like... Like, there's, like, the one part where it's, like, really everybody's fumbling around coming up where he falls down the thing yeah. trying to get, trying to get down to where the car wreck is. Yeah. But, I mean, everybody was, like, falling down yeah. there. The cops were falling down there everything. Yeah. I mean, other than that, like, yeah, it just... It I never thought came that was interesting because it's just... I mean, we always talk about this. Everybody acts like nothing ever existed before the last five or ten years. But it's just, like... Yeah. That was so, like, such an obvious thing to me where I was like, they said, I thought handicapped people didn't get hired yeah. in normal roles. <laughs> like, There's a lot of those funny little wrinkles in this movie. Like, before Matt Dillon was playing with that lady's baby in the stroller, yeah. I thought that was interesting. And here, the, here they, they run up, they run into the guy whose house they burglarize, <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, I got a shirt just like that. And Matt Dillon, see, like, this is where you know, like, Matt Dillon's a real con man, because he comes up with this whole story where he's like, He's like, really? He's like, yeah, when I bought this shirt, the guy told me it was one of a kind. The salesman must have lied to me, you know? Yeah. And then the guy's like, oh, where'd you buy it at? He's like, oh, I don't remember. And the guy's like, I bought it at Hirschheimer's. Check the tag. And the guy checks the tag. Yep, we bought it at the same place. <laughs> and what's hilarious is right in front of him, Andrew McCarthy's drinking the, the little <laughs> bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah. And, like, he even intentionally puts it in front of him because, like, they realize how much of a rube this guy is and how he's not going to figure it out. <laughs> And then the guy sees the bottle of alcohol, which is really his bottle of alcohol, and he goes, ooh, I like your taste in alcohol. And they're like, here, have a drink. They give him a fucking drink. Uh, and like, this is the most hobo shit. Three guys, three different grown-ass men drinking out of the same bottle, sucking on each other's spit. It's so gross. And this guy, like, I'm like 99% sure the guy who, it's not like a big part in the movie or anything, but I'm pretty sure the guy who plays the governor... I just recognize him from his voice. I think this dude played one of the Repo Men in, Re in the movie uh, Repo Man. Because I remember his voice. <laughs> this too, like when he was taking all the pictures. Yeah, the photographer. Uh, the reporter. Yeah, he takes the one of uh, the them two. Yeah, he just... It, it took so long for him to, like, find that picture of them two. <laughs> well, to be to be fair, nobody, there, he had really had no reason to look for it until, yeah, you know, he was totally like... So this is where the movie like really kicks off because like I, it's kind of like a fun movie up until this point like the first ten fifteen minutes she's like oh these guys are on the you know kind of on the having an adventure and you know Matt Dillon's kind of you know you know something's going to go wrong here 
But like, yeah. It's funny, like, watching this without the sound, just so that, you know, we're focusing more on, like, the visuals of what's happening. Matt Dillon reminds me so much. Well, I was saying it when we watched it the first time. He, like, he reminds me a lot of Ben Affleck. Mm -hmm. But now I see Robert Pattinson a lot. Oh, yeah. With, like, the face mannerisms. It's funny. If they remade (laughs) this, like, during the good time era of Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson could have totally played it. (laughs) Yeah. But, um,. Yeah, so, like, Matt Dillon, like, he, you know, he doesn't tell Andrew McCarthy anything about what he's about to do. Yeah. But they go and rob this bank. And this is, like, the tiniest small-town bank. Like, it doesn't even look like a bank. It's so tiny. Yeah. It's just, like, literally, like, one little teller window in this little wooden office. But, like, yeah, he, he you know, there's an old fat guard falling asleep. He, he just kind of really just knocks him down and then takes his gun and kind of hits him. And uh, he points the gun, like, at Andrew McCarthy and says, like, are you with me or not? It's like, really, at that point, Andrew McCarthy has no real... No choice. Yeah. But, like, Andrew McCarthy uh, empties out, like, the vault. Well, he doesn't really empty it out, but they take as much money as they can kind of grab really quickly. And Matt Dillon has this this kind of scary interaction with the lady bank teller where he starts taping her up and stuff. <laughs> and she totally, like, starts, like, peeing all over the floor. I thought that was an uh, interesting touch, like... Like, you, they wouldn't put anything, like, that gross in a movie now, but at the same time, like, that's what, what people probably really do, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, they would. They would probably even have them shit themselves now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Puking shit. I was surprised that they had it in this, because yeah. I was like, that seems so, like, I don't know. I think the people that made this movie, though, like, they were really, like, all about trying to make a real movie, like, a real drama, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I could. What did you think about Andrew McCarthy when he's grabbing the money? Like he seems like he's really into it for a second. Though, like once he sees the money, well, like that's what I was saying. Like I didn't really feel like he was like that tricked into it because Mm. when he put the gun up to his face, like he kind of was surprised, but then he kind of smiled. Like okay, let's do this. Like I don't know. Like I did. I never really felt like he was that against it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not like he ran out of there or whatever. Yeah. Just now it's getting tense. But, like, once they they step outside and they take the mask off, like, he's kind of like, oh, shit, what we just do? But then they hear yeah. the alarms run, and then it's like... Then it's like... The whole town hears yeah, the it's alarm like go the, off. <laughs> it's kind of like that scene in Children of the Corn where the children are all chasing the people through the town. It's like the cops come with the cop cars, and then the people are, like, just the townspeople are on foot chasing them. And, like, I thought this was, like, really, like, every time I watch this movie, I'm like, oh, shit, like, this is a really scary part of the movie. I just think it's so, like, why did they start running? Like, what if they were just two bystanders there? Like, if they would have just, like, kind of been chill and, like, not been so suspicious, like, nobody would be looking I think at the same time, though, because they're carrying those duffel bags. Like, if Uh, you hear somebody rob the bank, you see two guys where everybody knows everybody, but it's like... Yeah. I think think you would kind of know. Well, just, like, go throw the bag somewhere and then, like, just go at casual somewhere. (laughs) I think think probably what I would have done was, like, right when you heard it, I would have, like, like... I would have probably, like, ran to, like, the first fucking, like, alleyway and just hid there, like... Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, maybe stash the bag and then just, like, you know, go somewhere nearby and wait for everything to calm down. Yeah. But, yeah, like, the, like the way it played, they were trying to jump in this, like, back of this wooden wagon thing that was parked. <laughs> and Matt Dillon fucking shoved his ass in there. <laughs> yeah, he shoved him in there and threw the bags in, but then the people saw Matt Dillon, but they didn't see... They didn't actually see... Andrew McCarthy was in there. He tells them to meet him somewhere. Yeah, at the hotel. Yeah. The little hotel in town there. 
I always like this part too, where Andrew McCarthy goes to stash the stuff, but he takes his toothbrush out of the bag. <laughs> I know. Like, I it's thought such that a, was it's funny. such a funny character thing. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna need this toothbrush wherever I'm going." <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny too. So yeah, Andrew McCarthy goes to kind of explain oh this God. plot here. He goes under this bridge. There's like, oh my God. I don't know if it's a river, just a creek, or what. I mean, it's kind of like a river, but it's small. And um, he stashes the duffel bags of money underneath. You know, it also has, like, their clothing and shit from where they're traveling. But, you know, the important thing is it has the money. I don't know why, but I always thought this cemetery <laughs> looked like the cemetery in the remake of Night of the Living Dead. But um, mm-hmm. he stashes it. And uh, meanwhile, like, up on the road there is uh, uh, one of the governor's aides was taking his daughter, like, Mm. Like a way, he almost ran over that guy. I know that was that was like a good tense moment where the cop backs up and almost runs that guy over. There's a lot of stuff in this, like with the stunts with like cars and people, where I was like, uh, I don't think they had a stunt advisor on this. Yeah, it looks super dangerous. <laughs> it does. I thought it was like funny. this part right here. Yeah, so like basically the governor's daughter is in this car, and like the guy pulled over to change the flat tire, and basically the car, the cop cars are like. Like, they hear that uh, Matt Dillon's been spotted at the cemetery. Oh. So, like, they don't even oh know Andrew God. McCarthy's over and there. he's not moving. <laughs> so the cop cars come, and, like, they both try to go on this, like, little bridge, but they oh can't. So they hit they hit the oh governor's car. The one cop car, <laughs> like, then swerves from some other people driving on the bridge. Like, oh, everybody pretty much goes in the river. The little girl's stuck in the car. She goes in the river and starts drowning. But what's funny is, like, the town people are there and the other cop is there. Like, they're all worried about the cop who's, like, clearly, like, getting out of his sinking car. And, like, nobody even notices that there's, like, a little girl drowning over there. Except Andrew McCarthy, of course. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he jumps in and goes in and saves the little girl. You know, there's, I feel like, and I've been, like, been thinking about this movie, because sometimes movies stay with me for days after I watch it. Yeah. But there's very much, like, an angel-devil kind of mm-hmm. um, thing with this, because, like, the way Andrew McCarthy's, like, light-haired and has that kind of angelic baby face. Yeah. And then Matt Dillon's, like, dark-haired and, like, all, like, street, you know? Yeah. Like... It just you get that, especially with the way the movie plays out. Like he just has all the luck of an angel, Andrew McCarthy, and then yeah. Matt Dillon just is like has all the luck, quote unquote, of the devil. He's always getting in trouble for everything. Yeah, Matt Dillon is like, which which that's kind of how it is. There's so many like two bit hood guys out there, criminal guys that do all this illegal shit, but, like, they're just dummies, or they have bad luck, or they or they think they have bad luck, but it's really just because they're dumb. But, uh, yeah. And, I mean, it plays, we'll get into it, but it plays out throughout the movie. See, like, that scene where he was, like, running, like, in the dirt and stuff with those crutches, it's like, yeah. it was like nothing. It was like he was just a normal guy running. Yeah, that guy was really, really hauling ass to <laughs> yeah. try to get there. Like, this is, like the, this is the part where, like, everybody starts falling down. He's very able for somebody who has yeah. a handicap. Yeah. <laughs> He's quite impressive. It's just like one leg that's messed up. Yeah, I think one leg's immobile. Oh, God. Yeah. When he falls down, it looks bad when he yeah. falls down. But a lot of the guys are falling down. So, yeah, Andrew McCarthy gets the uh, the little girl on the shore and the cops take over and he just kind of, like, nobody's even looking at him except the reporter guy and he, like, runs away, which, like, you know, is very suspicious in itself. This is funny, too, where, like, the bank teller lady's getting interviewed. <laughs> And, like, 
She's so nasty. She is gross. She's like smoking a cigarette out of nervousness, but she tries to like say something about he got fresh. He tried to get fresh with her or something, which was like was actually totally not true. She was peeing all over. <laughs> and then she was like, "Oh, he kind of fondled me and rubbed up against me." <laughs> yeah. It's like she she wishes. <laughs> Oh, she claimed that he lifted her dress. Yeah, lifted her dress, yeah. It's like, ew, you just peed all over yourself. Why would he want to do that? And, like, because <laughs> before they went in there, Matt Dillon said something about a girl working there that, like, super slutty. And, like, yeah, the cop was laughing when she, when she said that about the dress. Because, like, <laughs> it's like everybody knows she's, like, the town slut or something. <laughs> yeah. And this is funny, too. This repeats later, the bank teller guard, when he talks to the cops. Mm. He's like, yeah, he got the drop on me, but I hope he comes back. He's this old-ass man. He's like, I got something for him. I got a special invitation for him. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's just, like, it happens later when, like, a cop that Matt Dillon fucks up says the same shit, too. It's like, everybody who gets beat up by Matt Dillon in this movie, they're like, yeah, I'm going to get a piece of him later. <laughs> it's like, he whipped your ass. Like, he ain't going to do shit, especially this old man. <laughs> And I'm, I'm blanking on this actor who kind of plays, like, the lead cop guy, but he's, like, a really recognizable voice and face from the 80s. But, um, yeah, just, like, this little small-town news, like, fucking, you know, the different news stations descending, covering the story. It's just, there's just something about this movie that does a really good job with, like, setting everything up and painting, like, the picture of, like, this small town, or the small Kansas town. And, like, everything that's going on there. And, like, you totally feel that it's, like, the type of place where, like, nothing ever happens. So, like, when all this shit happens with the bank robbery and everything, like, it's becoming... It's a big job. Yeah, so here's Matt Dillon <laughs> in his new in- incognito disguise. He goes, <laughs> he goes white jeans, white kind of cowboy shirt, and a white cowboy hat. Like, he looks like a fucking milkman or something. He's so funny looking. And still with his tattoo hanging out everywhere. Yeah, we should say he's got a big, on the top of his forearm, he's got a big panther tattoo. And that becomes important. Now, this is just another, like, interesting little scene that, like, a lot of people wouldn't put in the movie. But, like, I guess this is, like, the hotel. And, like, this looks like a fucking bum hotel, man. Like, there's, like, 30 old men just sitting around watching this one small fucking TV. But that's kind of cool that they have that set up in a hotel lobby. Like, a little movie theater. I mean, they're just watching on a TV. Yeah. Still kind of cool. They have almost, like, airplane seats that they're sitting in. Like, it's weird. And, obviously, this is a real place. It wasn't, like, some shit that they built, you know? They went to, like, a real town to film this. And I think Matt Dillon was just hanging out there trying to watch the TV news coverage of his robbery. Try to see how hot shit was for him. Well, I think he's just waiting for... for uh... McCarthy, too. Yeah, what are their movie names? I know Andrew McCarthy is Wade. And then... Oh, yeah. And then... Is it Wade Dory? Or Corey? Something like that? Yeah. And then I... Kennedy Doyle's uh, Matt Dillon. Let's see... Matt Dillon is Doyle Kennedy. Andrew oh. McCarthy is Wade Corey. My head switched. Yeah. <laughs> Kira Sedgwick later on plays the prostitute drifter. Yeah. Because we never understand who the fuck she is when she shows up. But... <laughs> well, he's with another girl before her, right? Yeah, think. yeah. Okay. So this, they set up the story when the governor was talking. They were talking about the hero that saved his daughter. Yeah. So now they're on. Everybody's on the search for uh, who this hero is. They want to give him like a medal or an award or something. Yeah, because that's what they do in small towns, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> super small towns. <laughs> well, I think it's just yeah, one of those things. Well, also too, like the way they kind of phrase it, like they show this governor's office a guy. Like the way they kind of phrase it is like. Th- 
they're kind of doing it like for the publicity for the governor too. Yeah, it's not even really like, oh, we want to, we're so good, we want to find this guy and help him. It's just like sunflowers are so crazy. I know, look how many millions of them. They're like animals. Now this is like the one, the one kind of funny scene to me. Andrew McCarthy's all dirty and from you know muddy from jumping in the river and shit. He just goes and sleeps in this field in the middle of nowhere. What? Watch his facial expression when he gets up. Like he's so like. I don't want to call it bad acting, but it's it's just an unusual choice, like, how they kept this take in the movie. It's, like, how crazy and bug-eyed. But I totally get the emotion he's supposed to be feeling, because it's supposed to be, like, when you wake up, when shit's going wrong in your life, and you... Yeah, like, look how crazy and bug-eyed he is. He starts brushing, like, he's like... It looks like a bumpkin. But it's supposed to be just, like, he's waking up in shock, realizing that, like, it wasn't a bad dream. Like, he's really, like, in a fucking field somewhere, and he's totally in this fucked-up situation. When he laid down right there, all I could think of were all the bugs that were going to be crawling all over him overnight. Yeah. Well, that's when he woke up. He was, like, all slapping all oh. the mosquitoes that were on him and shit. I don't know. It was gross. <laughs> so he wanders up onto this farmland, and he goes into um, this barn. And, like, yeah, he looks around, and he sees this old, like, you know, it's in good shape, but it's, like, an old pickup truck, and he gets inside, and he just, he's, he's not really trying to, like, steal it right off the bat or anything. He's just, like, wow, and he's just sitting in it, and... You know, rubbing the steering wheel and shit. Like, I thought for a second, at first he was just going to, like, climb in it and go back to sleep or something. But, uh, yeah, and then, uh... I thought he was going to steal it. Yeah. <laughs> but he's kind of just fucking around with it, like, looking at the mirror and shit. And immediately, uh, Leslie Hope, who's the, the female lead of the movie, comes in on a horse. Who he noticed during the parade earlier in the movie. Yeah, because she's... riding the horse. Yeah, and this is her first movie... Because I know on the trailer, they're, like, introducing Leslie Hope. But, um... And right away, she's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you going to rob it? <laughs> are you going to steal this truck? She's not the stupid female. No, she's very smart. Uh, it looks like, I guess, she it. she played the wife on the TV show 24. And then she also was on Suits, which was the best TV show of all time, apparently. Everybody was on Suits. Everybody was on Suits. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so it's, like, and it's kind of funny, too, because, like, I kind of saw the movie in a different light, or, like, their romance in a different light, which they never really say how old Andrew McCarthy is, um, I mean, you're just, like, I just would assume he'd be about 22 years old, or, you know, his character or whatever, um, he's really still young in this movie, but, like, it wasn't really till this time, after all the times I've seen this movie, that, like, I realized that, like, Leslie Hope is supposed to basically be in high school, or it's supposed to be, like, the summer before she goes away to college. Yeah. And, like, she just seems, like, so much older than... Like, not, just, not that she looks old or is old, but, like, her, her character seems so much more mature than that, you know? That's how they always were back then. Yeah, in movies. They always played older than they were. Mm-hmm. But it's refreshing instead of having like a dumb young girl. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she brings him in. Like first she's like, "Are you going to steal my dad's truck or what?" He's like, "No, just looking at." It. But she brings him into the the you know, whatever house, gives him some food, and the dad hires him to be a ranch hand for like a week because they got a a wheat harvest coming up. But then he tells him, "Stay off my, keep your hands off my truck. <laughs> Not my daughter, my truck." <laughs> yeah, you you can follow her up all you want. But that's what yeah. I thought was interesting. I was like, he didn't even care about the daughter. All he cared about was the truck. <laughs> yeah. 
But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a good, what I like about this movie, too, I mean, not that this is a new movie, this movie's from 1988, but there's something about this movie that's, like, more classic than any, you know, even the time period. It seems like almost <laughs> like... your favorite scene? Yeah, I was going to say, it's my favorite scene. There's just this scene where <laughs> Matt Dillon in his ridiculous white milkman suit goes up to this young uh, black boy who's, like, he's, like, got the shoe shine station in this hotel, huh. which, like, nobody in this little shitty hotel would ever need a shoe shine in this uh-huh. town. But uh, I like it. Matt Dillon gives him a cigarette, and the kid just puts the cigarette behind his ear. He's just sitting there, bobbing yeah. his head to the music. And, like, the whole point of the scene is actually, yeah, the kid's got a boombox. But the whole point of the scene is Matt Dillon, there's a newspaper on the ground. Matt Dillon's like, is that your newspaper? And the kid's like, no. He's like, can I look at it? He's like, yeah. Huh. So he, he, that's how Matt Dillon finds out that Andrew McCarthy rescued the governor's daughter by looking at this the newspaper. Hero. Yeah. He's like, oh, holy shit. But I don't know, it's just, like, some of these scenes of just Matt Dillon, like, doing whatever bullshit in the small town, little connecting scenes, like, they're kind of, like, some of the funnest scenes in the movie. It's just fun to watch Matt Dillon in this movie play his character. I thought this was pretty cool. Like, they always showed a lot about, like, um, farm life. Yeah. It's pretty I, interesting. I know this scene, I don't, I don't know if it was, like, a seasonal thing or just what. But, like, yeah, where they show how they collect up the the wheat harvest. Like, this scene, um, the rest of the movie was really actually shot in Kansas. But uh, this scene, they had to go to North Dakota to do the, the wheat scenes, really? apparently. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. You'd think they'd do it in Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Andrew McCarthy's on top of the, I don't know what you would really call this, like, the... The they're so thing close they're to all that stuff. Yeah, like you think it'd be flying in their eyes. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His gold tooth. Matt Dillon's a uh, mugshot is so fucking funny with his gold tooth. <laughs> and this is where the cops realize, like, hey, this is a local guy, you know, Doyle Kennedy. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, this is a guy who did the robbery or whatever. <laughs> and uh, this is this is where it kind of starts out the thing too. Is like nobody ever really saw Andrew McCarthy, so. For the cops and the media and everything, is everybody keeps saying like the you know it was just one rock guy who robbed the bank and shit. Yeah. And like when that gets out to Matt Dillon, it's gonna rub him the wrong way because he fucking wants them both to get the blame for it for some reason. Well, just because he sees like Andrew McCarthy's like living it up. Yeah. <laughs> on his on his, his farm. Life. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like, unfortunately, this movie, like, I have a hard time believing this movie would really be this big budget, but according to Wikipedia, at least, this movie cost, like, $8 million to make, and it only made, like, $2.5 million. I don't know if it was one of those things where, like, they were counting on, like, I'm sure it made a good chunk of money because of the stars of it on video, because back then you could sell just about any movie with some, you know, known actors, you could sell millions worth on home video, but still, like, it kind of sucks that, like, this movie's so little seen, and, like, to prove that recently, uh, Andrew McCarthy's an author now, and he does a lot of book tours and stuff. Whenever he has like a new book come out, he has a new book out recently. Um, and he was going to Kansas, and he did a post where it was like the day after I said, "Oh, we should do this movie Kansas" because I've been wanting to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a post saying like he put a picture of the movie, and he said, "I'm going back to Kansas for the first time in like 30 years since I made this little scene movie Kansas with Matt Dillon and shit." And I got that thought. I was like, "Wow, what a coincidence!" Like you know, like right after I said that, Andrew McCarthy references the movie, <laughs> and then it was like the day after that. There's a guy. It's, it's just like the YouTube channel name is like the guy's name. It's like Dennis Carl Robley or something like that. <laughs> Roblu. 
and he it's he's really I love his channel. I'm subscribed to it, but he scans in old movie trailers in 4K, and like you you get to see them with all like they they look really good, but they get to see them with all the scratches because they're like they're real trailers that were played at movie theaters back then. He scans mm-hmm. them in, and like yeah, he just put up the trailer for Kansas out of nowhere. I was like, holy shit! Like I told you, I was like, it's so weird how shit like that comes together. It's all kismet. Yeah, it was like just after we were talking about, and then what's funny is like we're recording this on like I think May twenty seventh. I'm pretty sure in the in the movie they reference the date May twenty fifth. Yeah, but um, they do. But yeah, but here here's here's one of the most interesting scenes and kind of subplots in the movie too, is Matt Dillon goes in this local dive bar, <laughs> and he spots this. I mean, he's not like an old guy, but you know, he's a guy probably in his forties or early fifties. Uh, a military police guy, MP, getting drunk at this bar. Matt Dillon makes him, you know, being the comment as he talks to him. He's like, oh, you know, what are you celebrating, Sarge, or whatever. And he's like, oh, my son graduated college. He wants to be a farmer. And then, like, Matt Dillon has some cool lines. Like, yeah, you know, I was a farmer when I was a kid, but I never liked it much and all this. And, like, basically, he's just like, you know, to your son, and get some drinking. I mean, the guy's already pretty drunk, honestly, but he, he starts getting more and more drunk. And it's like... They kind of cut the scene off, like, with Matt Dillon being like, get us another round, you know? And you're just kind of like, and then it cuts to, like, another part of the story, and you're kind of like, what's going on here? Like, where is this going? Like, that's what I like about this movie. Like, the way it unfolds is, like, it's not very, um, I mean, it's clear the story it's going, but it doesn't hold your hand. It, like, it just, like, it unfurls at, like, a good pace. Yeah, and that's that's what I had mentioned to you, is, like, it kind of feels disjointed, because it's, like, They'll give you a scene of something happening, and then it'll just end, and then yeah. it goes to another scene, and you're kind of like, what? Yeah. Like, what's happening? <laughs> but, like, the story is always progressing, but it's just, like, you have to, like, follow it to pay attention. It's, like, a little small, like, s- stories, little yeah. small, kind of, like, with each scene. Yeah. And this is where the cops go out to the farm where uh, Matt Dillon grew up, where his dad lived, and it's, like... This house is like I couldn't believe. I mean, they don't show the inside; they just show the porch, and you can kind of see the kitchen through the window. I mean, it's a, it's beautiful, like out in some fields. It's like almost kind of reminds me of where my mom lives. But like the house itself is like this looks like like a fucking like like it's not even like a real house. Like it's just like the the wood and shit is so it's like so handmade of a house. It's crazy. Like it almost looks like you could like see through the the wood uh, beams into the house. Like they're not completely sealed, but. Um, yeah, he he tells him, you know, like, I never could control my son and what he did. And, you know, he's not here. He hasn't been here. I haven't talked to him in years since he was in prison. And, you know, all I got was the prison notices and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, it's like, you know. Okay, this is the scene where I was like, what the hell yeah, is talk going about this. on in this explain what's go- <laughs> Explain what's going on, what you see, what you're seeing to here. To me, what- it looks like they were having a uh, romantic evening outside. Yeah. So, uh, Matt Dillon, Matt Dillon still got his shirt on, his cowboy The way he's, like, holding his head, it just looked so strange. And the guy's, like, like, I mean, he's not naked, naked, but the guy's stripped down to his boxers. Yeah. And he's, he's, and Matt Dillon's holding him in his lap, like, (laughs) caressing him, and he's, like, pouring, like, a big bottle of, like, alcohol down the guy's throat, and he's saying, oh, you know, if your son was a good son, he'd be here with your boxers. Yeah. And you're and you're kind of like, what is it? Like, it does look like, this. but but you know, once Matt Dillon like, and then when I see him take the watch, and then like, I'm like, oh okay, he's robbing his him. clothes. Yeah, and then he takes his military uniform, and he takes. But his just car. like the way they initially just like 
throw you into that scene. It, it just hard like, cuts. What the hell is it, going into on? Into the here? guy looking like he was naked, his hairy chest out and everything. And he's caressing him. And he's laying in Matt Dillon's <laughs> arms and shit. It, it, it is, but I think it was that. It was kind of like intentional. Like I don't think that was accidental. Like. <laughs> just so weird looking. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that wasn't the intention at all. It just, yeah. that's just the way they decided to see yeah. it. <laughs> and the guy was so, supposed to be so drunk. I think it'd be funnier if, like, up. Matt Dillon fucking was, like, naked, too. <laughs> if he had his shirt off. <laughs> yeah, if he was just, like, he had to trick the guy. Like, he had to have sex with him and shit. Yeah. And, like, this is, like, such a good old boy fucking movie, too, because, like, Andrew McCarthy's just drinking beer out in the sun. and I can't remember this guy's name, um... I think his name is Buckshot, the, the, his buddy that works with him on the <laughs> yeah, farm. I think so. He's, like, I can't remember this guy's name either, but I know he was in a couple other movies because I recognize his voice too. But um, This character is so cool. I like him. Yeah, because like, Andrew McCarthy's obviously got the hots for Leslie Hope, but they, you know, he's, she's the, 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 the ranch owner's daughter, so she's kind of off limits for that. But then they show that she's got this nerdy boyfriend who, like... That's why I thought she was in college, is because this guy... Her boyfriend's in college. He's, like, an older guy in college. And, uh... They kind of set this up, and, like, they're playing tennis, which is, like... Man, they must have some dough to have a tennis court out on this mm-hmm. field. Like, it's fully paved, everything's fenced off. But, um... <laughs> like, it's like a little mini country club-looking shit in here. And the way they're dressed and the white outfits and all that. But, yeah, like, uh... Like, Buckshot... He, like, he can tell what's going on with Wade, and Wade, uh, Wade is always eyeing um, the the owner's daughter here. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, like, but scenes like this, like, they're just, like, bullshit and drinking beer. But, like, the writing is good, because then you realize, like, it's pushing the story, because, like, he starts telling um, Wade about the bank robber, and, like, yeah, like, a buckshot's telling him, like, I, like, I got a feeling it's going to be, like, you know, down south, where they're just going to find that guy and shoot him, and then Wade kind of slips in, I thought it was two guys, and they're like, nope, the lady on the TV said it was only one guy, so, like, like, again, like, I like how this movie kind of casually puts in the details, um, of, like, how, you know, Matt Dillon found out about him rescuing the girl, and, He's finding out that Matt Dillon, you know, because at this point he's kind of like, damn, I got it made, you know, like they're not even looking for me in this bank robbery. I can kind of just do my thing here and, you know, earn a little money for a week or two and then, you know, get out of here, I guess. But it's weird because, like, there's so many times during the movie where I swear he figures out that, like, that Andrew McCarthy is, like, hiding some stuff or is involved with it or somehow because, like... Andrew McCarthy says things sometimes that I'm like, dude, you're giving yourself away. You're yeah. acting suspicious. And it kind of seems like that guy kind of is like, hmm, mm. you know, like. Because he he's always him, watching him. Like, he like, gives yeah. him a side eye look, like, or suspicious kind of, like, for a second. He's always kind of got, like, a sly grin. Yeah. Like, so it kind of seems like he figures it out, but they never, like, really say anything like he does. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe they're I, just I always, reading into it. I always took it he just was more like. Always thought it was funny because he could tell he, he, you know, Andrew McCarthy had the hots for that girl. Yeah. Now here we cut to Matt Dillon in his hotel room, and he's got the military. He's got his shirt off, but he's got the MP, like uh, armband. Armband, and he's got he's got the forty five service revolver. And I thought this was like a good short creepy scene where he's just pointing the gun at some lady down the street, and like she obviously she doesn't see him, but like it's just like a he's like laughing and shit, and it's like. 
this is where, like, I think this part is, like, really, like, how he took the guy's clothes and now he's doing this. Like, you could tell how much of, like, a hot shot, like, sociopath he is. <laughs> and, like, he's pissed that he's just hiding out with no money. But still, like, up to this point, like, I still didn't, like, see, like, the super, like, criminal about him yet. Like, yeah. it's not until later on the stuff that he does where I'm like, oh, damn, this guy, this guy is really, uh... But I think this part, too, even though it kind of doesn't really go anywhere, like, where he's taking the guy's military ID and he's taking it apart and he's putting his photo into it, like, he's creating this, you know, this bogus military ID for himself. Like, he, he you can see he's really, like, trying to assume the identity of this military guy to, you know, pass off to, yeah. you know, in case anybody stops him or whatever, you know, he can pretend like he's, you know, he's not him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it looks so bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it does look like he just took it apart and glued it back together with his picture on it, but, you know. It's kind of how shit was back then. <laughs> Like, it always weirds me out when I watch, like, early, mid-80s movies and people get pulled over by the cops and they're like, give me your license, and it's like a paper card. <laughs> it's like, well, that was what a driver's license was back yeah. then. So it's like, okay, like, now we know that, like, Matt Dillon has assumed the, ide- you know, I- uh, identity of this military police guy. Literally the next scene, he's, like, got this stolen car and he's speeding down the road or whatever, <laughs> and he immediately gets pulled over by a cop and, like... The cop's, like, looking at him, like, oh, like, you know, and Matt Dillon's got this knife, he's gonna stab the cop, but, um, I think, I think, like, what you said was, like, because they're looking for him, and they know he's got this big panther tattoo on his arm, and, like, Matt Dillon's so stupid, he doesn't, he's got short sleeve shirt on, this military uniform shirt, and, like, he totally never covered up that fucking tattoo, and, like, the, the... It's a tiger. Is it? I thought yeah. they said it was a panther. I thought it was a tiger. Um... The cop keeps looking at it to the point where Matt Dillon's like, oh, you don't like body decorations? He's yeah. like, yeah, not really. And it's just like, the the cop doesn't really, like, fully recognize that it's the, the guy that they're looking for, but he, he gets a bad feeling about him because Matt Dillon's a bad bullshitter, and he's like, oh, I ain't got the paperwork, and it's a rental car, sir, and all this shit. Well, he, I think he does kind of, like, get taken aback when he sees the tattoo. Yeah. Because, like, that's part of the description of the bank robber was that he had a... Yeah. He had a cat tattoo. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you're not expecting him to be wearing this uniform and shit, so it's kind of like, yeah. you know, taking him a second to figure out what's going on. But he's also acting strange, because he's like, oh, I don't, this is a rental, I don't have this, I don't yeah. have that, like, he's trying to, like, get out of it. And he's trying to make excuses, like, oh, my CEO's gonna be mad, and, like, and also, too, Matt Dillon said, oh, I'm trying to get to this highway, and he's like, oh, you're way away from this highway, so. yeah. But I think the cop can read that he's acting suspicious, so then he sees the tattoo, and then it's just, he's even more... Yeah, yeah see, he gets kind of weirded out by it. Yeah. So the the cop goes back to his car, he collects the, you know, the kind of falsified ID, ID card there, and he <laughs> goes back to his car, and, like, Matt Dillon's like, oh, what the fuck am I going to do? And, like, this is fucking hardcore. This is, like, another, like, stunt that, like, looks so fucking dangerous. <laughs> Cause, so Matt Dillon, like, puts his car in reverse. I mean, these are these old, big-ass boat 80s cars. Oh, and he just guns oh, it, and fucking oh. the cop is sitting behind the wheel of his car. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> the car goes in. But look at Matt Dillon's car. Like, the whole ass end of it. Yeah, guy. I can't believe it drives after that. Yeah, like, it looks like it's about to start scraping the ground. The whole ass end of the car is just, like, bent downwards. It's so hardcore. Matt Dillon goes, and... And then he has to, like, get back in his car and speed away before the like, semi-truck drives by and sees what's going on. But, yeah, it was just, like, 
I don't know. Like, I, I really like this movie because, um, like you said, like, <laughs> the beginning of the movie, like, what you think about Matt, Matt even after they robbed the bank. Yeah, like, it is Panther. Yeah. But here, here's the cop, and the cop's, like, all, like, busted open in his eye and shit. And again, look, look, he's he's here telling him, he's like, oh, he's like, if I get a chance at him again, I'm going to get him so good. It's just like, everybody gets their ass kicked by Matt Dillon, so he wants to fucking rematch. It's like, why? He gets the best out of all you fuckers. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly, like, injury. Like, it looks like the guy's face is split open there. Like, yeah. like, like they put stitches on him, but, like, it's split open. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like you are saying, like, you don't really, like... Like, at the beginning of the movie, you don't ever think Matt Dillon's, like, really capable of this. Because, I mean, he's doing criminal things right now, but they're not that dastardly. They're yeah. just, you know, kind of more mischievous kind of things up to this point. It's not to, like, the later stuff that he starts, like, you're kind of like, oh, damn, this guy's crazy. <laughs> so Matt Dillon has to really, like, hide out, and he's got, like, zero money, so, like, this is really interesting, too. He goes to where, like, this carnival is setting up, and he knocks on this fucking horny, like, I don't know what you call her, this slutty woman who runs the carnival. And in a new outfit. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a mixed match of his old outfits, though, because he's got the pants and the hat, but he's got a new t-shirt. But, um, you know, he comes in, he's like, oh, I'm so-and-so, I forget what he tells her name is. But he's like, I'm so-and-so, and I used to work at this carnival, and, you know, and she's like, well, I had a guy leave, and... You know, whatever. And she's even like, oh, this guy walked off and let the ride run in and it was spinning around. Everybody's about to get hurt. <laughs> and, like, Matt Dillon's like, ma'am, I, I forget how he says it, but he's like, he's like, ma'am, I run a safe ride. I don't let nobody know horseplay. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. But, it, but it's great, though, because it's like, what I'm saying is, like, he assumes, like, these characters and identities. He's yeah. such, like, a good bullshitter con man. Yeah. And then, like, immediately, you know, he's dripping wet. It's raining. She gives him a robe to put on. And he's like, he's like, can I get it a cup of coffee for me? And she's like, okay. She started making a cup of coffee. But it's so obvious, even though, like, they don't show it this time. They kind of show it next time. But it's so obvious that, like, they're just going to start boning in, like, five minutes. <laughs> it's just so funny till she's like... I'll give you a hot and a cot, basically. Yeah. It's just like, you're just gonna let him stay in there with you? Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. It's so weird. Like, did you let the other guy stay there with you? Yeah. Bob Gaddis. Yeah. Bud. Everybody calls me Bud, though. Hi, <laughs> right, Bud. I mean, she's, re- she's really not, like, that bad-looking of a woman, really. She's just, like, fucking super trashy. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I like, I like how they kind of hillbilly up Matt Dillon. Like, he's still got his same old Matt Dillon hairstyle in this movie. But like they shave like a line in his one eyebrow, like he's got a scar, and they give him the gold <laughs> tooth. It's kind of it's kind of cool. Dang. He was standing right in front of the door. Yeah, I always thought that was funny. That was weird. <laughs> it's funny. Buckshot leans out of the truck. He's like, <laughs> he's like, thank God for air conditioning. He starts pressing his cold hanky on Andrew McCarthy. <laughs> but what I like about this movie, when I was telling you the other day, is like after the bank robbery, I like. That we kind of get to see, like, the movie cuts back and forth so much between these two kind of, like, temporary identities and lives that they both assume. Like, Matt Dillon is jumping from con to con, trying to get over, trying to figure out a way. And then Andrew McCarthy, like, he really starts enjoying this this life of, like, living on this farm, working on this farm. And a lot of it has to do because he's pursuing this girl. Hey, jeez. Yeah. This horse really was fighting him. He, he's trying to jump on this horse so he can go chase after Leslie Hope. He just gets up there like nothing. Yeah, like... He was so impressive on the horse. Yeah, like you were saying, like, he rode the ho- the horse really good. Yeah. 
It's funny. There's like flies flying in front of the camera, like in the movie, and <laughs> then there's like a fly. there's a moth flying back and forth in front of the TV screen in our room. <laughs> it's like it's like we're in like 4D vision. Movie I didn't vision. I didn't understand what what she was doing. What like what they were doing right there? Like she is she just letting the horse like stand in the water and like letting him like sit there drink that nasty water? Yeah, I don't know. And then the horse isn't even moving. Is it even a real horse? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Like, you can tell she's just, like, on a dummy just to... Oh, oh no, so it's weird. moving there. It's so weird. <laughs> I just noticed that. But it's funny. She's like, oh, you can't just take a ranch horse and another train. You can't just do that. And he's like, oh, it, it wasn't my fault. He took me for a ride, really. <laughs> but, yeah, this is where they start flirting up a, a storm for real. This is where he's flirting up a storm yeah. with her. Look, look at look at those eyes he's got for her. <laughs> yeah, and then like, he just lays a kiss. Fucking uh, what's her name? Uh, Molly Ringwald didn't get this type of romance in uh, <laughs> uh, Pretty in Pink. He saved all his good stuff. I don't ways know though. I don't like the way he handles her. He's so like yeah. like forceful. Just like dude, calm down. Be yeah. more romantic about it. <laughs> That's how love was in old movies. You're just grabbing. Look, I was yeah. just pulling on her hair, man. I mean, at least he was gentle with it, but yeah. just like because he's like that with her later too, like the way he's kissing her and like yeah, ho- like ho- grabbing at her all hard and just like, dude, calm down. <laughs> but yeah, I did notice there's like an '80s thing like that in some in a lot of the '80s stuff where like they're so like aggressive when they're like they think it's passion, but it's really yeah. like aggressive. <laughs> and then like if the girl gets pissed, they're always like, "Hey, you're the one who looked at me." <laughs> <laughs> But, like, yeah, that part where they were just sitting there talking, like, he was so natural on the horse. Like, yeah. It was, he, it was cool. Yeah. This guy, he loves seeing them together. Ow! Yeah, Buckshot <laughs> sees them riding the horses together, and he's like, ow! He, he, know, he knows that Andrew McCarthy's romance. Hey, you did it. Ow! Ow! <laughs> but, uh, I used to be able to do it good, Now he sounds like a baby cub. <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> But, um, yeah, here we see all the ranch hand guys, Andrew McCarthy and all them, Buckshot and all them, they go to the, the local carnival. So we we kind of know that, um, you know. <laughs> they're going to run into each other. Yeah, they're going to run in. Uh, McCarthy and Dylan are going to run into each other. But, uh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> damn. And these rides are hardcore that they got, too. They're throwing everybody which every which way. Well, I had to close my eyes on this. It was making me dizzy. <laughs> yeah, these old shots. Man, how they put the camera up there. And uh, Matt Dillon's got a new outfit. He's almost like a fisherman golf guy now. He's like uh, the Johnny Depp uh, Las Vegas guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's dre- he's fucking dressed like Hunter S. Thompson, which maybe that's that's what he was going for. <laughs> With the I'm shirt. strict. He's telling her you can't get on, you're pregnant. That was another weird thing. He was so caring about her. Yeah. For a guy that's like such this like dastardly guy. But I think he's just playing the part, you know what I mean? Like how he told the lady, I'm an upstanding man. But like, why would he care? It's not like nobody's watching him. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. But when you see the ride, how it's oh, flinging God, people. Like, yeah. When he, you see the ride, how fast it's going and shit, like, he probably would, shouldn't. Because like, the hillbilly guy with the with the pregnant wife was like, but she's only five months. He's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Blah, blah. But it's like, for somebody who's such a con man, why would he care? Like, that's what I'm saying, like. He wouldn't care about that. He'd just be like, "Yeah, sure, get on." <laughs> but I don't know, like the way he said it was like, "Oh, I don't." Like he was still like in the character. Like I think he's yeah. just like trying to blend in. Yeah, he does. He did say, I, "I'm a, I'm very strict." <laughs> he's like very strict with my right. 
Which is just, like, funny that he's, like, really in charge of anything. I know. He's trying to tell a joke. Yeah, Buckshot's telling Andrew McCarthy a joke. He's like, no, it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is uh, kind of going back to that story that, uh, oh, Leslie Hope is there with her square-ass uh, uh, college boyfriend. She's got cotton candy and a candy she, apple. Yeah, she got double sweet tooth. And then, of course, Matt Dillon goes and grabs a hold of Andrew McCarthy here. He's a big-ass horse. Yeah. <laughs> L- leaving his ride unattended, just people flying around on that weird thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, even this part where he comes up to, you know, this is the first time Matt Dillon and uh, Andrew McCarthy have seen each other since the bank robbery, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, a good chunk of the movie's gone by, and, like, they haven't seen each other. But, um... You know, tells him, come over here, let's go talk about it. And, like, he's friendly with them, but he but he starts getting, like, a little more menacing here. And he's like, you know, we got to meet back up and split this money. And But, like, this is kind of what surprised me at this point in time was, like, because, like, uh, Matt Dillon was always trying to fuck him on the split. He's like, you get a third of the money. And then, like, finally Andrew McCarthy, like, starts bargaining with him or saying, like, no, I want more of the money, you know, all that kind of shit. And they, they agree on a different deal. But I was really surprised that Andrew McCarthy was really, like, at this point in time, like, he kind of got away with everything. I was really surprised he still wanted, like, a good chunk of that money, or really any of the money, really. Like, if I was in his shoes, I would just be like, just leave me out of it, you know what I mean? You know, boot a lot of them. Yeah. The Spanish uh, captions are funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he's yeah. lying to him about where the money is. He's saying he hid it in a tree. Yeah, he's like, you go... For, I forget how he says it, but he's like, you go for, you go to the bridge, go four trees west, three trees south. And Matt Dillon's like, what are you doing? Like, you'll never find that money, like, where you buried yeah. it or whatever. He's well, like, I made a mental map. <laughs> yeah, he's like... But that's McCarthy's, like, insurance. Like, you can't fuck me out of the money and you can't kill me because only I know where the money is. You know, like, yeah. at least he's smart enough to do that. Like, he knows not to trust Matt Dillon, you know, because Matt Dillon got him into all this shit. So they decide to meet somewhere. Or he's telling him to meet him somewhere. Yeah. But then, then meanwhile, obviously... But it's just so funny because, like... Matt Dillon's so serious and is like, yeah. you better meet me here at this place. Where's the money? He's all mad. And then, like, Andrew McCarthy's just, like, laughing and, like, smiling and, like, yeah, dude, I'll be there. Don't worry. And then here comes this crazy Matt Dillon. Yeah, I know. So th- this is where Matt Dillon realizes he left his ride spinning uncontrolled. Another guy goes up and tries to turn the ride off. He's like, hey, where'd that guy go? Why oh do you let this? I, you think those are real people or dummies? <laughs> I think they're real people. Because that shit's going fast. So Matt Dillon, like, is a good psychopathic moment. He starts bashing Ugh. his head on this. Instead of just, like, running over there and being like, oh, no, I gotta fix this. Yeah. He, he's, like, gonna make, make up, up this a story. story that he got attacked. It's just yeah. like, dude, like, you could have just ran over there and so, stopped it. Like, Brock Lesnar, he busts himself open <laughs> the hard way. By banging his head on this uh, <laughs> this steel pole. It's a good scene, watching him bang himself head over oh and over God. the head to get himself bleeding. But this is kind of the first time where you see that he's, like, psychopath. Psycho. Yeah. And he pulls his pants inside out, and then we cut to, like, after he just banged that lady again in the morning, he's like, yeah... He's like, I went, I went behind this tent to go pee, and these three guys were looking at me, and 
Um, you know, they, they hit me over the head with a pipe and took all my money. And the, it's funny, the lady goes, well, you're lucky they didn't fuck you, too. <laughs> He's like, yeah, oh, there was something about those guys. <laughs> but, yeah. Just, I don't know, like, I just love, I love the whole thing of, like... Lucky they didn't give it to you from behind, that's the way it translated. <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh... I just I just like his character, how he comes up with, like, all that shit, or, you know, like, on the spot. Well, now he wants to get a piece. Yeah. They still, I think he says he had $75, that's all he had. Yeah. <laughs> and he's trying to get sympathy out of this fucking robbery that never even happened. She's not saying no. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've been banging for two, three days, or however long he's been working there. I don't get that impression. Yeah. No, <laughs> before they were always drinking the ranch hand. See, this hand, this part, I feel like he suspects something. Because, like, why does he give him the newspaper? It's just weird. I don't know. I don't, it doesn't seem like that this I time. I think but. it was just more of a story thing of, like, Andrew. Like, they are probably just passing the paper around, yeah. taking turns reading it. Andrew McCarthy. It didn't seem see like it. it as much this time that yeah. I saw it. But I guess because I was curious about it, like, when I was watching it the first time. They got, yeah, they got Matt Dillon's picture as the suspected bank robber, so now he knows that Matt Dillon is, you know, like, the cops are actively looking for him. Dang, is this day for night or what? Yeah, this is a weird <laughs> shot, like, yes, yeah, I think it's, maybe it's supposed to be, like, dusk, but, like, yeah, you can see the wheat real good, but, like, the <laughs> top half of the sky is, like, all dark Super and shit. dark. I think it's just, like, rainy. Yeah, because this is where the rain comes in mm-hmm. and starts killing the crops, and then... Because he was originally, like, I think on his last day yeah. of um, working there. Because the, the, what do you call it, harvesting season was coming to an end. Yeah. But, yeah, like, in, in like, look, like look at all the, the wood, like, the uh, water from the rain outside oh, yeah. seeping through the cabin Man, that they live in. That. The bunk cabin. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, like, basically, yeah, like, at this time, he was supposed to go meet up with Matt Dillon to... Uh, you know, get show them where the money is, and they were going to split up the money. But this sudden rain came, and then like the guy who owned the place, was like, oh, the crops are dying. Like we got to go out and try to save them. So like they all have to like run out, and like I don't really know, even understand like what they had to do. But like the guy's like, oh, you know, we can't recover from this. We're going to need you to stay on for another four to five days. Four. I don't think that was this part. This is he's going to go follow her wherever she's going. Oh, is this where he goes bangs her? Yeah, the, yeah, that's where what happened. Where the, it seems like they bang, <laughs> you yeah. never. They no, just, yeah, he. I mean, it's they Andrew just Mc- roll around in hay for like five hours. No, it's it's Andrew McCarthy. <laughs> it's nineteen eighty eight. He's clothed. gonna he's gonna bang her. <laughs> yeah, like I totally forgot about. it, But that's what happens after they bang. They're like, oh, the crops are damaged. But yeah, so she goes in because the storm is scaring all her horses. Yeah. And then he comes in and he's like. It's kind of interesting, though. I mean, we we won't be able to figure it out, like, word by word, because it's Spanish here, but he kind of does, like, this dance around, I mean, because, like, they barely know each other, but obviously they're getting romantic, and, like, you know, he he kind of, like, I don't know, there's, like, a lot of love talk that's interesting, but it's more, like, read-between-the-lines type of love talk. <laughs> the scene is so funny, because it's, like, I mean, obviously you can't make a horse act. Yeah. But, like, she's, like, supposed to be calming it down. Like, it's supposed to be scared. But the horse is so calm and is just like, what are you doing? <laughs> she's like, don't be scared. I know you're afraid. Mommy's here. Like, yeah. she's all talking like that. And the horse is just standing there looking at her like, what are you talking about? 
Yeah. <laughs> Look at it. It's so pretty. Mm-hmm. Horses, man. That was a good 80s trope, too, to have the girl caught in the rain and then, like, her hair is, like, all dripping wet and yeah. stuff. And then you have the romantic scene after that. Yeah, I was surprised her clothes weren't all see through. Yeah. They weren't trying to make it that type of movie, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it, it's kind of funny because, like, what I thought of the other night when we were watching this is, like, Andrew McCarthy had all this, like, fucking romance in movies around horses. Because, like, <laughs> there's this there's this scene in Pretty in Pink where, like, they don't bang, but, like, they have, like, that... Oh, they're at that, like... Barn, yeah, they're they're right? yeah, and they're like sitting on hail ba- yeah. bales of hay. Yeah, I remember. That. And then like, see, like this, I thought it was so strange that she just like fell down to the floor. I'm like, what happened to her? She, she collapsed like, the power of a second. Did you see that look he was giving her? <laughs> oh my god! See, and they they. Cla- oh, I like this though. This is like old fashioned romance <laughs> novel shit. Like like this really looks like a romance novel. Okay? Oh my. So god. yeah, he he takes Molly Reno to that romantic date of that horse yeah. stable in Pretty and Pink, and then he, he then he fucks Leslie Hope in this horse stable in this movie and, and rolling around fully clothed and then it, it really there really was actually no horses in the movie but then he made fresh horses with molly ringwald so like he was really slinging a lot of dick around the world of horses and uh, oh yeah andrew mccarthy he was helicopter dicking these girls uh in the world of horses oh my God. and here's these crazy equipment yeah they, they go over to like the 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 thing that like chewed up dolph lundgren at the end of universal soldier that big shredding machine they're like look at these big hard spikes well she took off her jacket yeah he's still fully clothed it's a pretty chase sexy like they're fully clothed the whole time but there's multiple dissolves and cuts i guess there it kind of looks like something's going maybe on. he's thrusting into She's her got yeah. her legs open and then the camera goes behind the truck and you're like "Ooh, <laughs> what's happening yeah. i like this scene though because like again like the sociopath mind like Matt Dillon's walking around the fairgrounds and it's all been rained out and shit. And he go he goes over to uh you know, he like I don't know what he's got, but he's got a, a bag of shit. Like maybe yeah. he's leaving or maybe he's getting ready to do whatever. And then he goes and he sees inside the trailer, he sees his slutty uh boss lady girlfriend has got a new stud in there that she's like whatever that hiring. It doesn't look like a guy, it looks like another female. Really? I thought it was a guy. Yeah, it's a female. Thing. Oh, yeah, you're right. I always thought it was another guy in there that she was getting ready to have sex with. Mm-mm. But, yeah, it's like a woman. Like, maybe maybe they were just talking. But I always, I always took it as, like, he was like, oh, like, somebody else is banging her now. I got to leave. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he was just going back to see her and he was just the one to just, like, look at her one last time. I don't know. Well, I mean, really, he might get recognized Yeah. if somebody else saw him. So. Yeah. I don't know. This, yeah, this is kind of like here again. Unfortunately, we don't have the subtitles, but uh, this is where like you know she she's kind of like oh this was a mistake and I'm gonna go off to college and like he's kind of he's kind of like you know he's doing that thing of like you know like basically she wants to forget it and he's like come on like this happens between people all the time you know like like he's he's basically taking it as like a romantic love thing where she's just like kind of like oh this is just a goofy fling that needs to end. He's saying that it happens to everybody. Yeah. So what do you think of... Uh, it was my fault, 100%. Yeah. I can't control myself. Yeah, but he's kind of giggling and shit while he's doing it. Yeah. She said me either. 
But, like, because we've actually covered some Andrew McCarthy romance on this podcast, me and you, with Pretty in Pink and even Mannequin and stuff. What, what do you think of him as a romantic lead type guy in movies? <laughs> I was going to say, like, he doesn't do anything for me. Like, I don't, I don't, he plays at trying to be romantic, but it just doesn't work. Like, I don't know. Mm. There's just, he's, there's something about him that it just doesn't, I don't know. See, I, I always, I, <laughs> I always liked them. Uh, like my favorite rom- romantic role of his was Saint Elmo's Fire, where I think it's Ali Sheedy. He's he's like secretly in love with, even though she's with Judd Nelson, who always cheats on her shit, and he's like mm-hmm. it's always killing him inside inside that he mm-hmm. wants to be with her, but she's with this guy who treats her like shit. Yeah, that's one of those ones that I've never seen that I really? should have seen by now. Yeah. I thought I thought you and me watched it when I first got the Blu-ray. Oh. I've never seen that movie. But I love it, and I think eventually they do get together in the movie, but it's like, there's just something about him, I mean, I like him as an actor, but I, I like him, like, to me, he's like a tolerable leading man romantic person. I mean, he's kind of a flake in Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink is probably my least favorite one. Like, I love him in Fresh Horses. We gotta do Fresh Horses. Now they're doing the part with the... Yeah, they're like, oh, the crops are fucking... he's seeing, ooh, like... Yeah. <laughs> He's still making because he tells him button up your shirt, hot pants, or whatever he calls them, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, get going. And like, pretty much, it was like the other guys in the truck weren't paying attention to what happened, but it was like Buckshot saw her run out, and then he saw uh, McCarthy run out with his shirt open, yeah. so he kind of knew. Yeah. But it was like nobody else noticed it, or maybe they just didn't give a shit. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like, but I don't know. I like Andrew McCarthy as a romantic lead because I don't think he like overdoes it, and I think he has like a level of sensitivity to him. Like I, I buy him as like a believable character. I mean, I think he's like a one hundred percent awesome, like white meat baby face kind of character. Mm-hmm. But as far as like a romantic character, yeah. I don't know. Like every time I watch stuff with him trying to be romantic, it just doesn't. Work. I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. Do you think he? Because I mean, you watch like a, ro- a lot of. Uh, romance love movies and stuff yeah and so like you you know you know when the people have good chemistry and don't do you think it's that he doesn't have good chemistry with the women or he's just he's not a sexual presence or what do you think yeah there's no sexuality about him he's too white meat baby face like he's too like pure like i don't know like he just that's what it is there's no sexuality about him yeah to me but i totally could see him as like you know the the good guy that a girl like would want to like yeah. fall for, but as far as like it going any further than that, like I I guess basically I see him as like a Hallmarky guy because yeah. they they don't do anything sexual in those, no. <laughs> but there's those movies are like you know super romantic kind of you know, but like yeah I that I, that's exactly what it is. I don't yeah. see him as sexual at all. Like there's that there he doesn't have that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can't. I mean, obviously, as a man, I can't really speak to that aspect of it. I just, I just like his his emotional acting of it. Yeah, he um, is good like that. Like he does have that sensitivity that you're talking about. I do see that. Like I, I think I think in both the movies he did with uh, Molly Ringwald, Pretty in Pink, Fresh Horses, uh, I think he had really good chemistry with her. Like I. I just, like, I kind of, like, with what you're saying about Andrew McCarthy, I kind of didn't really buy Leslie Hope in this movie. Like, she's mm-hmm. a good actress, and she's good in the dialogue scenes, but I didn't really feel the heat from her in this movie. But, um, 
Yeah, like, uh, before they showed Matt Dillon went to the river and he tried to figure out the tree and he couldn't find it and he's, like, all pissed off now. <laughs> you know, he was totally just going to steal all the money and shit. Yeah. And this, uh, Leslie Hope goes off for a date and with her college boyfriend. And now this was funny, too, and, like, I thought this was, like, an interesting, like, I don't even really know if it's a misdirect or what, but, like, you see Matt Dillon's trying to hitchhike now, and this guy, and they never really say, like, who this guy is, but this kind of corny, middle-aged guy, pull, you know, pulls over and he gives him a ride and stuff, and, like, I, like, I think it's, like, kind of intentional, but, like, with all this shit you've seen, like, Matt Dillon do in the movie that was bad... Like you like you totally just expect him to like beat this guy up and rob him or take his car or something, <laughs> yeah. but he actually doesn't. Like he just talks to the guy and he gets him to um, let him drive. Yeah, like like <laughs> again, it's one of the scenes that cuts away. And now we go to the Leslie Hope and her boyfriend. He's like, "What's wrong? Something's wrong." And she's like, "No, nothing, nothing." But it's really because you know she doesn't feel anything for this fucking guy. Like, well, I think she's just feeling guilty because she slept with Andrew McCarthy. <laughs> but you don't think it's that she likes Andrew McCarthy better? I mean, I'm sure she does, but I yeah. think at this point it's just mostly because she slept with somebody else, and now yeah. she's got to be with this guy all day. <laughs> but, I mean, with, with what you were saying about not feeling the heat, really, from Andrew McCarthy, I feel like Andrew McCarthy's a stud compared to this fucking wet noodle of <laughs> well, a boyfriend. Yeah, of like, course. Like, this, uh, this guy looks like he could get laid in a whorehouse. Like, <laughs> he's so limped. Well, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is the point. It's not a criticism of the movie. Yeah. Is he in, in like <laughs> this guy? Yeah, they're out in the field and they see her yeah, driving by and her boyfriend smiles. Yeah. <laughs> now this is the scene we're talking about where he cuts to uh, Matt Dillon and that guy. And he pulls up in his car. Yeah, Matt Dillon's <laughs> driving the car now. Like he wasn't the passenger. Now he's driving the guy's car, and he and, you know he tells him like, oh you know th- thanks for the ride, Bob. And he's like, oh you know if you ever need anything, Billy, uh, let me give me an address. You come by and see me and my wife and all this shit. Like the like. I totally thought Matt Dillon was going to rob this fucking guy. And he says, do you want me to drive you up there? Oh, yeah, drive you up the, the long like driveway. It's, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a walk. He says, no, it'll give me time to think about stuff. Yeah. Semper Fi, he says. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we see Matt Dillon do all this, like, psychopathic shit, but, like, he just became friends with this guy. Like, But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's, like, weird things where he then he acts like he cares about people. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was, it's kind of, that's why he's just, this movie just, like, traumatized me with how he gets, like, It's complex, though. After this, it's, like, he starts getting, like, more and more crazy. Yeah. Unexpectedly, to me anyways, at this point. Yeah, it's really complex. They're trying to fix the... Yeah, fix the crop field. There goes AC. AC is kicking (laughs) on, time to, uh... (laughs) Hear the uh, ghost blowing. Maybe we'll get some skunk smell in here. Oh, For long-time God. listeners, no, we Don't always curse us. The last two houses we lived at here, we always get skunked out when the AC <laughs> turns on. Yeah, she's back from her big day. Yeah, the the conflict of uh, you know Andrew McCarthy has to see her come back from her date. Like I don't really know. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> he's looking leaning up against that tree. Like he's, standing he's like, the tree. it's funny too because like she, he's totally just like jealous. Like you slut. Like you got a minute. Like come talk to me. I didn't think that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, look, he's just like you slut. Like you're like he's insane. But they have this argument here though, where he's just like, what are you doing? Like you're with this guy, and like we're together, and and she's like, come on. She's like, oh, she she tells him, you know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. This is the the dialogue where she's like, "I'm gonna go to college and I'm gonna join a sorority and date other guys." 
And he's like, what, you're not even going to date this fucking limp dick guy anymore? You're going to go date other guys? So now he's, he does kind of guilt trip her here, like, well, now you're just going to be, like, a slut? Or, like, you know? I mean, he doesn't call her a slut, but that's what he's inferring that, like... And I totally get, like, what he's... What he's saying, like, you sleep with somebody one time, you think it's instant love? Yeah. But that's the thing, is for him, it is, like, like... He's falling in love with her like he has She's been this whole time. She's saying we're going to college, join a sorority. You think that's stupid, don't you? But he's not really, like, shitting on, like, any of her shit. Like, she's just, like, shitting on the idea that they could have anything together. Because, like... And, and that's the thing that's kind of brilliant about this movie. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he grabs her oh face and kisses her this all This is hard. what I'm talking about. I'm just like, oh, God. Like, he's so, like... It's too much. <laughs> it just doesn't work. She's like, oh, get off me. <laughs> I think that's what I mean by he just, I don't buy it because he's just not good at being like romantic, passionate. Mm. Like, <laughs> I think, yeah, he's like frustrated, whatever. And then Matt Dillon. <laughs> it said, Ves el culo. Kiss my ass. I love this part of Matt Dillon was just hiding in the barn, listening to this shit, laughing the whole time <laughs> of their art, their lover's quarrel argument. Like, yeah. I love it. he just oh, jumps God. up and he's okay. got this switchblade in his throat. Yeah, this was this is when shit turned for me. <laughs> yeah, this is the turn where so talk about what's going to end up happening here. Oh God, he's gonna like be a super dick asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Dillon's run out of patience and like he's ready to slit his throat, but he's like, oh, but you'll never find where I hid the money and all that. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, you know, we'll, we'll meet up one last time to go find this money. And it's like at this point, like you just know it's like only a matter of time before Matt Dillon's going to try and kill Andrew He's McCarthy. He's telling me if you kill me, then you're never you're going to get zero money. <laughs> yeah, because he's the only one who knows where it is. Yeah. Kind of smells like fire. <laughs> Does it? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a fire somewhere in this town right now. But. uh yeah, so it's like they make the plan, like, oh, we're going to meet tomorrow. You know, there's a store a couple miles away. Pick me up. Get a car. Pick me up. <laughs> Matt Dillon's like, okay, I'll get a car and all that. And But then, like, what's going to happen here is, like, really going to kind of, you know, uh, I guess up the stakes, you know, and really kind of show you how bad Matt Dillon really is in this movie. Yeah, now he's telling him, meet you, we'll meet tomorrow night. Midnight, yeah. I'll be there. Oh, God. I Like, I think on this part was really when I was like, holy shit, what is he doing? Like, I was, like, yeah. really, like, surprised by this part. <laughs> yeah, he, he tells me, you know, if you, if you try to fuck me again and, like, all this, like, you know. So, basically, what Matt Dillon's going to do here is he's going to light some of the hay up and start burning the fire just to say, like, you ain't got, you, you can't play games with me anymore because now you're going to be on the run, too, because, like, I want to burn this shit down and... Basically, like, I'm going to fuck up your shit that you got going on on well, this he's farm. he's saying that it's not just the cops that are going to be after you. It's going to be the FBI because the bank was FDIC. Yeah, it was insured. Yeah. Oh, my God. This part. Yeah. I just was like... I, like, on this part, I was like, fuck this guy. Like, I, I actually finally hated him. <laughs> you finally turned... Because he's really... <sighs> his character's really entertaining to watch. Because like, you can't stop that shit. No. <sighs> Like like once oh you set God, up it was a like raging in like barn full seconds. of hay, yeah. yeah. Even before he ran away, that shit was like super out of control. Yeah, it was. Ugh. And then how he's like trying to get it out by himself. Ugh. Yeah. 
And it's just getting worse. And it's really uh, him. I mean, horses are actually getting scared now. But look at that. Like, he was really running out of that. That fire yeah. is like raging right there. He was yeah. actually, the, Andrew McCarthy's actually oh running. Oh my god, that horse is So scary. yeah, Andrew McCarthy decides, like, you know, hey, the barn is fucked. Horses. At least save the horses. He lets yeah. all the horses out. And he starts trying to push the old truck out, too. But eventually, the other guys are going to come around and help him get the truck out. But yeah, because I mean, it had to be real, right? The horses were really in yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you <laughs> so could, they were like really scared. I mean, you could tell the fire is back on that back part of the barn, yeah. but still, like you feel the heat from fire that close. Like yeah. you can see McCarthy sweating. Yeah. So those horse, I mean, those horses don't know they're in a movie. Yeah, and you can actually tell the top of the barn starting to burn up for real now. Yeah. So yeah, this is like, yeah, this just really like holy shit, and that's what I mean. What's cool about this movie is it just kind of ratchets up the tension you know the whole like, time like this like really like shit got real yeah shit got real <laughs> real yeah and then he wants to go back in yeah try to save some more shit but buckshot it's grabs him crazy. and tells him like hey it's just it's just machinery yeah just old machinery in there the you old know, man's got everything in storage but it's like that oh, the actual barn because it's such an old barn it's like holy shit uh, it's like a tractor in there mm-hmm when the, when the the fire truck comes though, because like they're like out in the middle of nowhere, I was like, where were they getting the water from that they're like, spraying? Like, was there a, be on the truck? Was it? Do those trucks have giant water tanks like that? I think there were there are some that have something they have, on it. Yeah, because like there'd, there'd be they have no some supply anyway. Yeah, there'd be no way that there'd be fire hydrants out oh, on this farm. Oh, yeah, when the barn collapsed, like oh. it's it, it's not the kind of fire where it's like there's fire bars, you know, and they're faking it. Like no, they actually yeah. show the whole barn collapsing in fire. <laughs> Those hoses they were spraying didn't even reach the water. No, they didn't, didn't come even close. Reach the. Barn. It's like there's really nothing they're doing here other than just containing the fire to just destroying the barn. Yeah. Oh, here goes. Yeah, so the reporter comes out there to take pictures of the barn burning, and he sees McCarthy standing around with the ranches. And it doesn't help either that like McCarthy's wearing the same shirt he was at the parade when the guy took a picture. Mm. So at this point, he's kind of like, he's like, oh, this guy looks familiar, and like, plus he like recognizes him as the um, when he saw him rescue the little girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, barn's fucked. There's nothing left. Yeah. And now he's a hero again. Yeah. <laughs> That's why this is when I started seeing like no matter how much like Matt Dillon tried to like sabotage him, it always turned around the other way to make it look yeah. like he was a hero. And it was like it was like Matt Dillon was this devil that kept trying to have bad things happen, and yeah. it was just like always going the opposite way for Andrew McCarthy. Yeah, like he more and more he just oh he did another heroic thing. Yeah, it was just like so weird. No, I I wanted to get your opinion on this. I thought this was an interesting way of kind of like moving the story or telling the story. But it was, like, when he gets exposed as being the hero, like, the girl finally starts to see him differently. It's, like, all of a sudden he's not, like, this big loser. But this is where... He doesn't tell her exactly what happened with, like, Robin the Bank, but he tells her, like, I'm involved in something bad. You know, something got out of control that I... That, you know, that I, I can't... You know, something happened. I can't talk about I it. can't talk... So, basically, this is where he starts the shit of, like, there's things I can't talk to, you know, about. And she's like, just why not? Yeah. 
But I mean, she's like actually spending time with him and shit. And Guru this reminds me of uh, Attack of the Clones when they're in the field. I was gonna say this is totally a Star Wars scene. I know. That's so funny. I was just gonna say that when they first were when the scene first started. <laughs> Matt Dillon's re- seeing Andrew McCarthy get interviewed on TV now. He's really fucking pissed at his <laughs> shitty hotel. It's funny how he's always just like laying around in his underwear with his pistol. <laughs> He's so funny. Yeah, no, with a cigar in his mouth. <laughs> now, this is where, whatever she's called, prostitute drifter. This is where a very, like, almost unrecognizable, oh, yeah. she's so young, a young, uh, you know, acting skanky Kira Sedgwick is. Maybe, maybe I thought she... this was a different girl, but I guess it was her. Yeah, it is her. But, like, um, yeah. maybe she was just a hooker that he hired. Like, maybe that's, because we were saying, like, it seemed like at this part, like, we never seen him meet her, so we didn't really know, like... <laughs> what is she doing just looking at herself? <laughs> yeah. It's funny. She's just envisioning a better life, What was her character? Oh, God, look at this pig. Yeah, oh, it looks like a horse. It looks like they're eating a horse, oh, like a God. rubber horse. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a luau where they're uh, grilling up a rubber horse. Ugh. Yeah, I was just looking at the Wikipedia of the cast when, when I looked up to see what their story names were. Like, she's just referenced in the cast list as Prostitute Drifter. <laughs> I guess she is that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Andrew McCarthy's all dressed in a nice suit now. He's going to go meet the governor in front of everybody. Go accept his medal. But this, no, this is, that's what's weird is this isn't, even, this is just like the party for that. That's not, this isn't even the actual medal ceremony. Because mm-hmm. the medal ceremony happens at the end. Then he gets his phone call from his friend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I want to keep calling him Dally, because that was his name in The Outsiders. <laughs> I know. And he's got that gold tooth, so he just seems like his name would be Dallas. <laughs> it's because I call, it's because we've been watching the A's games, and I called Dallas Braden Dally one time. Dally. probably have that stuck yeah, in your head. <laughs> probably was. Yeah, I need to get that 4K of The Outsiders. I need to see that again. So this, too, this, what he's saying to him, like, he's pretty much telling him like i'm gonna kill you <laughs> yeah it was another time where i was just like i mean it kind of seems like empty threats like he's trying to be scary yeah. and like to- he totally reminds me of ben affleck and nothing yeah um he's trying to be like scary and threatening but i don't know even still like up to this point like he seems like fake tough mm-hmm. <laughs> I just saw uh, Andrew McCarthy when he was talking on the phone in the kitchen of the house. Like they, had, I don't know if they're like they were salt shakers or what, but back up on the fridge, they had like some weird little Aunt Jemima figurines. Uh oh. Yeah, I don't think that would go over well now. Mm-hmm. So Matt Dillon ducks into the post office because he sees a cop coming across the street, and that's where he sees his wanted photo or poster or whatever, <laughs> and he rips it down as a souvenir, and he just sees some ladies looking at him. <laughs> Which is funny, because he totally knows, like, he's some suspicious fucker, but... He totally waved it at him, too. I know. He, <laughs> at the cop. I saw that, but he had to fold it up, at yeah. least. Like, this is a cool Firebird he has, too. Like, I'm glad they actually gave him a cool car for the rest of the <laughs> cool movie. Cool stolen car. <laughs> yeah. I always wonder if it was stolen or if it was the girl's car, but I guess since he's driving, he did steal it. This is so funny, where he's like, he's like, look, I'm wanted for armed robbery. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you should take that and frame it and put it by your bed and she's like write something nice on it and I'll send it to my folks <laughs> I thought that was just so funny how dumb his character was like he's bragging about being wanted for all this bullshit well they want to go he, now he wants to go to Hawaii yeah cause he's he's dreaming of getting his money he wants to run away with her to Hawaii and she's all about it hmm. cause that was her dream 
Yeah. That's what she was talking about in there. Dang. She was yeah, just all, <laughs> all up on him. And that man, her hair is fucked in this movie. <laughs> but, uh, so, like, ratted out and dry. That's what happens when you have curly hair. <laughs> yeah. Now the governor's here. With the little girl. Yeah, they bring the daughter, and she's gonna, the daughter's gonna, you know, they're gonna get a photo of the oh daughter that he saved with him, and, you know. I remember having dresses like that when I was little. I loved them, because I loved how puffy they were. The little puffy dresses, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was this store back home that had, like, was, like, wall-to-wall of dresses like that. It was so crazy, you wouldn't even believe it. It's like, uh, the dresses, uh, all the... Oh. The girls are the little girls are wearing in Nightmare on Elm Street when they're skipping rope and sing, singing the Freddy yeah. Krueger song. Yeah, I like mm. this corn on the cob, that man. It looks good. good. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, damn, I want some corn on the cob. <laughs> some more Budweiser product placement there, Budweiser cups. <laughs> A lot of Budweiser, and there was Bud Light in that one scene. Oh, he's all eyeing her, looking yeah. her up and down. What a perf. <laughs> I thought this was funny. Is Andrew McCarthy goes to the bar and he's like, hey, you know, you got a margarita there. And instead of like making him one, he says, "Can you make me a margarita?" And he just takes the guy takes one off the tray and hands it to him. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Leslie Hope is breaking up with her nerd boyfriend here, pretty much. And I like, I think it's the fact that like McCarthy's just like moving in, like he's like, "I'm gonna go talk to my girl right in front of this dork." And the dork's like, "Oh, nice to meet you. You know, that was a good deed you I did." I know, like I w- I totally thought he was congratulating him yeah. for winning her. <laughs> That's what I took it because like they're walking past each other the way they're doing it. It's just like oh, I lost to the better man, but no, he's just like yeah. oh. This part I was like, damn, I guess he just don't care. Yeah, it's out in the open now. <laughs> she just grabs him by the arm and shit. She she's even got her arm around him. But this was like what I was talking about. I was like, now she's just fully embracing it. Like oh yeah, like you know, I'm I'm with the hero now. Like she's not ashamed <laughs> anymore. Yeah. And, like, what's funny is, like, he starts talking about this shit with her. Like, they will walk away and he'll tell her somewhere else. But, like, he's starting to, like, get ready to confess, like, what he was involved in. There's, like, cops, like, ten feet away in the background (laughs) standing there keeping guard. I thought that was, like, an interesting visual, too, this scene. Like, it had to be intentional. Like, like, he's got to be nervous because all these cops are around, you know? Like, even though, uh, you know, he hasn't been implicated, I guess. Yeah. I'm bad. He's like, I got problems. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's starting, He's starting a panic attack now. He's got to gather. Trying to pull his time. What are so, you afraid of? I, I, that's just one of the things I love about Andrew McCarthy. Is I, I love how he plays uh, tension and nervousness. How can I understand if you won't talk to me? Yeah. And they run out on this little dock here, which I thought this was like an interesting callback because it kind of reminded me of the dock that him and Matt Dillon were talking yeah. uh, about. With I the, like how he's wearing cowboy boots. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean they're in Kansas, you know. But um, there he's telling her. He's telling her, yeah. He, he was he was involved. You know, the next thing he knew, there was a robbery. He had a gun in his face, and she's like, "Well, you just got to tell them." And he's like, "They won't believe me," you know. Which honestly, they wouldn't she's be. Like, oh god. Yeah, she grabs her <laughs> stomach. Like it's just a well acted scene. Visually, it's good. Yeah. But um, I mean, I guess you would probably say that like the the um category or genre of this movie, like it's kind of like a melodrama. 
And like we were talking about the music, the big swelling music from Pino Donaggio, Italian composer. Mm-hmm. It's very like like it sounds like a movie music from the fifties or sixties. It's like very big and swelling. Mm-hmm. Now this is the it's ultimate very spaghetti western esque. Yeah, <laughs> it's like bonanza esque when they're like in the fields doing all the crop shit. Now, Matt Dillon breaks into the home of the reporter guy just to tell him, like, hey, you think this guy's a hero? You keep writing all these articles about him being a hero. Well, he helped me rob that bank. And the guy's like, come on, nobody's going to believe that. He's like, yeah, he likes to play a game called Fuck Your Buddy. (laughs) He's fucking me out of my money now. That was so funny how he's saying that to this fucking reporter guy. And saying I didn't rob it alone. Yeah. And he's like, the reporter's like, oh, shit, there's, like, more of a story here, you know, that, I like, you know, I, I can tell if it's true, you know, if I can figure it out. But I just thought this was, like, an interesting choice. And, like, that's what I mean about this movie. Like, I know this movie probably won't be for everybody, and some people it might be slow, too slow paced. But, like, I just, like, the movie's, like, I think one hour, 50 minutes. So, I mean, you're looking at a, you know, a full two-hour type movie. But I just like, like even though it's kind of like a slower-paced unraveling drama, I like that there's, like, constant progression in the story. Like, there's actually very few characters in it throughout. I mean, the most most of the side characters are all Matt Dillon's floozies that he's always banging, but, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I like how they just kind of kept bouncing the story around between this handful of characters. Like, I just, I, just, I don't know. Like, I just thought it was good storytelling that you don't really see that much uh, anymore. He's trying to... He's trying to tell him what a dastardly person Andrew yeah, McCarthy is. He's evil. He's bad. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like. Meanwhile, we've been watching Matt Dillon victimize everybody, pretty much. It's it, it, like it's interesting, but it, it's like another weird layer of the of Matt Dillon's character that, like, he's so obsessed with, like, because I think Matt Dillon knows he's pretty fucking doomed at this point. But, like, he's just so obsessed with bringing this other guy down with him, you know? See, like, why did he place his things back for him? That was too yeah. nice. Like, for a guy that's supposed to be so, like, yeah, cause the guy garbage, had a, like, he would have just left him suffering without him. Yeah, like, he had his crutches by the bed, <laughs> and Matt Dillon grabbed him so the guy couldn't jump up and get away, you yeah. know? But then when he leaves and tells him what he needs to tell him, he he gives him the crutches back. That's what I'm saying. Like I think that's what left me. So I say I say traumatized, but I'm obviously yeah. over. I'm not like you know, over exaggerating. But like that's what I mean. Like this movie left me so fucked up because it's like <laughs> there was so many things that it was like on yeah. some scenes he was like oh he's so nice, and then other scenes he's like the worst like vermin ever. <laughs> it's just like it just left me so like messed up. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, I, like, I didn't really know how you would take this movie if you'd be into it or not, but, like, one thing that, like, reason I wanted to watch it with you was one thing is, like, we always talk about, like, it's just so refreshing to go back and watch, like, older movies or even see newer movies that are just, like, they're just about people, and, like, I really feel like there's, like, even though, like, they don't share that much screen time together, I, I think just the the quality of act, actors that Matt Dillon and Andrew McCarthy are, you know, mm-hmm. like, I think they just really you feel this relationship that these two guys had and like you know the one guy like Andrew McCarthy how he just like so wants to be out of it so yeah this is where the reporter goes back through all his uh photo negatives and realizes he did see he did get a photo of those two together at the parade 
He looks so silly, like, I know that was normal for that, but, like, how he has to, like, look at a magnifying glass. Yeah, because the negatives are small. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, jeez. Yeah, that's That's how they did it back then. Now you could just blow it up on your computer screen. Yeah, it would all be (laughs) digital photos, then. (laughs) You wouldn't have to see it all tiny. I like how he's got to, like, drink alcohol in the middle of the night to stay (laughs) up. I, I always see that in movies when people are like, oh, I gotta do this. Like, they're always getting drunk, like, doing the whatever activity to stay awake. And I'm like, that would make me sleepier. I know. I would knock out. Yeah. So we're kind of down with, like, like I, I always feel like this movie, this feels like it's going to be, like, the last scene in the movie, but it actually doesn't. Yeah. But, yeah, like, we see Andrew McCarthy finally gets the bags of money from where he, he uh, uh, stashed them underneath the bridge. Oh, there's so many bugs there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that's real shit right there, yeah. but yeah, like, and he he knows not to trust Matt Dillon, but yeah, sure enough, Matt Dillon gets the gun out of the bag and is going to shoot him. Hmm. Not yet. He gets scared about it though. Yeah. And like, I forget exactly what Matt Dillon says to him. Excuse me. He says he's. He lied to him. He doesn't understand why he lied. He lied to him about the tree. I don't yeah. like liars. Yeah. Oh my and then, God. yeah. Now, this, now this oh. is where a stunt goes wrong here, where they oh tumble off God. the bridge. The stunt double for Matt Dillon oh. clears it, but the guy who, the guy for Andrew McCarthy, he fucking, uh, when they tumble over the railing, like, he fucking hits the side of the bridge on the way down. Oh, oh, oh it looks God. like his head, too. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, how did this guy survive this? Because it's like one shot, you see him like get in the water, and then it, then you know, then it cuts to the they're down in the water, and then it's Andrew McCarthy. I think I think we're back with the stunt guys right here for a second, but then it's yeah. the actors are fighting, and it's not like you know anything amazing fight, but it doesn't have to be. But basically, what happens is McCarthy gets to the the shore first, and you know. I like how this is obviously not them. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like there's so much older looking guys that are doing the stunts. Oh, yeah. It's like why couldn't they do this fight? Like it's so yeah. basic. But here, here they are, and all of a sudden it's like lit up. You can see that's them again. Yeah. But it's, it's basically all it is is just a race to get back up to the bridge to get to the gun. Yeah. And uh, oh. this, this is where it kind of just oh, like, geez. yeah, oh. McCarthy gets the the drop on him with the gun. Which like you can kind of tell he wants to shoot him, but he, at the same time he's just over it. I don't think so. I think he's no. just trying to make him like to scare him. Yeah. He just wants him to go away. I don't think he has it in him. Yeah. So like like once uh Dylan picks up the, the money and like he's just basically like, Take all the money, I don't want it then he throws the gun away and Matt Dylan's like, Oh, you couldn't go through with it, could you? But it's just like he just doesn't want anything to do with this shit anymore. <laughs> And then, then it's kind of interesting here. Instead of just splitting with the money, Matt Dillon starts following him and like talking all this shit to him, basically. And then Andrew McCarthy picks up this fucking this big log and like swings it at him, and uh, fucking uh, Matt Dillon like falls off the side and he just like is laying on the hill laughing. I thought this was an interesting way to to kind of end this this encounter Shoo. between them. <laughs> yeah, he's like shoo, motherfucker. <laughs> Shoes him away with yeah. a stick. <laughs> Fucking like uh, EC3 used to do. And it worked. <laughs> shoot people out of the rings. And what's funny though is like Matt Dillon jumps off the side to, like not to get hit by the stick. And then he's just, I, I just like, it's just an interesting moment where he's just sitting there laughing 
And he's saying, oh, what a hero. And he's, like, laughing on the side of this hill with the bags of money. Hmm. And then, yeah, he puts the one behind his head like a pillow. Like, he's going to hang out there for a while. I thought that was fucking funny. <laughs> like, if, if I was his criminal ass and I finally got a hold of money, I'd be fucking just driving out of town right that second. Well, he got what he wanted. Yeah. He has no rush now. Yeah. He could uh, make his way to Hawaii leisurely with the prostitute drifter. And, like, this guy's so satisfied that he found this picture, but it's like, it doesn't prove anything. It really doesn't prove anything. They're, just, they're <laughs> standing next to each other. Like, if anything, it could have been, like, the thing of, like, they did know each other, but then maybe Matt Dillon robbed the, the bank by himself. Yeah. Because, honestly, I don't even think the cops would prosecute that, really. Yeah. Because that's such circumstantial evidence. Yeah. You, you couldn't uh, prove oh, that in court. a picture of them together at a festival? Like. <laughs> yeah, one picture, and because the guy said it. So he starts writing this article that says, Hero or Bank Robber. <laughs> Jeez, he's all wrecked. Yeah, Andrew Crutt. Man, he can't keep his clothes nice at all. He's always <laughs> going through all this shit with Matt Dillon. Got a lamp. Jumping in the river. Yeah, he's all <laughs> fucked up. I like this, too. Doesn't he just, like, go up and sit up, like, on the porch for a second? He just sits on the ledge. Yeah, the ledge. He's, like, so fucked up. But I thought it was an interesting callback because it was like right underneath that window is where Leslie Hope saw him leave. Like she knew something was up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so like there's the TP hotel. Yeah, like like well, same before like oh, the another movie or maybe like a shorter version of this movie could have just ended with them on the bridge like that, or maybe one of them getting killed. But like I actually like the way the movie ends. Like for real, is like then we cut to Matt Dillon is like you know he's going on the run now with the. His hooker girlfriend. And, uh... Of course, he's such a dumbass, he starts roughing her up at this gas station right in front of a cop. So then, like, you know, the cop follows them, and, like, they realize it's him. Oh, my God. You know, the guy they've been looking for. I mean, he was really rough. That was pretty convincing, pretty scary stuff. And see, that was another thing that I saw that was, like, how, like, they kind of were similar in that, like... How I was saying how aggressively Andrew McCarthy was always grabbing her when he was trying to be, like, passionate with her. Yeah. And then they show have him do a scene where he's grabbing the girl, but it's not passionate. It's, like, you know, in a bad yeah. way. It just was, like, such a weird thing where they were so similar and, like, but then, but the results were always, like, the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the, like the outcome. I think, too, it's just because, like, man, to, like... Like, yeah, because it's weird, like, you're saying, like, Matt Dillon's such a bad guy, but then sometimes he's not. Like, I just think it was more, like, the way he viewed this girl. Like, he felt like he had a manhandler like that. But, yeah, like, you feel bad for her. She's all crying or makes up, make himself fucked up. But, but like, now that he's got his money, like, I guess he kind of is, like, even more of a big swinging dick. He thinks he's <laughs> the shit now. Oh, my god! And, of course, like, there's a... Uh... And, again, like... I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, nobody's died in this movie yet. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like yeah. it's not like that type of movie. So it's like, you like you just think like, oh, maybe some shit will happen. He'll get caught or whatever. But then like when the cops like catch him in the roadblock on both sides, mm-hmm. and like man, they just fucking shoot, they shoot the shit out of this car, and they're like, fuck oh. it. Like they don't even care that that girl's in it. See, and, like, the fact that he, like, put her head down to save her. Yeah. I'm just like, why did you care? Like, if yeah. you're so dead. It's just so weird. I don't know. He yeah. did so many things that were so, like, considerate. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe he didn't think he was a bad guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, this car, like, flips over yeah, and pancakes man. upside they down. Like, wreck that awesome car. Yeah. 
And like, Damn, yeah, the he, doors off. Yeah, he got shot. Like he took uh, a shotgun shot to the chest. Oh my god! But the car flips over. And like that would totally crush and kill both of them. But um. But yeah, like like he crawls out dying pretty much. And it's like ama- like amazing he made out that far. But obviously they wanted to give him a you know give Matt Dillon a chance to do the death scene for his character. Oh, yeah. He just crawls out and kind of collapses and dies. But it's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's really what needed to happen to that character, but at the same time, like, it was shocking when it happened, didn't you think? Yeah. It, <laughs> I just, I think, I didn't expect it to be fucking, uh, an homage to, uh, Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is almost like a Bonnie and Clyde moment. <laughs> so now we cut to, uh, the big ceremony, which is kind of like where the parade was in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that little girl was chilling on her mom. <laughs> I know, I thought that was funny. I saw that the other night when we were watching it. <laughs> So they're all waiting for Angie McCarthy to get there, and the you know all the press is there, and then like the girl's parents get there. This part was weird. It is. It is fucking weird. I gotta admit, this part of the movie's weird. I don't get where this rumor started of them like going around that they eloped. Like, yeah, the the mom so the weird. mom talks to somebody, and they're, they're like, "Where's Lori and Wade? Oh, they eloped." And like, and then the governor and all of them are like, "This motherfucker's not showing up to get his medal for the cameras. Fuck this shit." The governor's so pissed. He's like, I can't get a photo op out of this. Fuck this shit. And then you're like, yeah. And then it's like, um, here basically, the reporter guy finds out. Uh, this guy talks to him and he's just like, oh yeah, they caught that bank robber. And he's like, oh they did. He's like, yeah, he had all the money with them. And uh, that's when the guy like he pulls out the the his story he was going to write that was going to expose. Which by the way, like yeah, this is where the cop goes. Up. This guy, this cop. This was an early role. Uh, I'm blanking on his name now. Like I saw it in the yeah. credits, but this guy played the the dad in Donnie Darko. Yeah, I've never seen that, but um, I recognize his face. Yeah, I've seen him in something else at some point. Yeah, the cop tells him like, yeah, they 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 caught the guy. He had all the bank money with him. So like that kind of like even though we know what happened, <laughs> yeah. that kind of proved to the public that you know. He's like, whatever. He's like, he rips up his story. He's like, it was bullshit. He was just telling me a bullshit story. Now, this is funny, too, that this hillbilly kid comes up and he's like, somebody left the medal laying around. This little kid's like, I'll take this gold medal. Fuck this shit. This weird. So here's the elopement where it's like, they elope. And I was I should have looked this up. I'll look it up right now, what elopement means. Because, I mean, you always take it to be when somebody says they elope. That they go, get married. they go and get married, but I'm like, does it mean that just they run off together? <laughs> yeah, the definition is run away secretly in order to get married, yeah. especially without parental consent. <laughs> Later, he eloped with one of the maids. That's the example in the dictionary. Yeah. But maybe they just thought that because they run off. Like, like maybe they they really never planned to get married. Just that's what the the parents thought happened. You know what I mean? Because what what actually really happened... I just ha- don't get why they would even think that. Though. I know. Oh, I think at some point one of them says she left a note. Oh. I thought I remembered hearing that. But either way, that's not what they're doing because she's actually driving him to the train tracks. Yeah, and he's, leave. And he's, he's, he's going to go jump on the train and go back to wherever. And, and like, he's kind of, like, talking to her and he's trying to be, like... I had to sneeze so bad. I'm going to try to make it to the end of this movie not sneeze on... Uh, I was gonna say on camera, but on microphone. Sneeze into your pillow. Yeah, it would still be loud. (laughs) But anyway, like 
Yeah, he's going to hop the rails and be he's a He's trying to say we can still make it work. We'll get together on Thanksgiving. Like, he's still trying to be yeah, with her. He's but he needs to go. He's, say, he's telling her he needs to go and discover himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I got to go away. And I got to go figure out who I am. <laughs> yeah. But we'll get together on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so funny. Bye. <laughs> the longest goodbye. I know. And you're just like, oh, shit, everything worked out good for him. He survived. He didn't get in the pri- you know, get thrown in prison for that shit. And you're like, no, he's just going to leave her. Like I, like, I really felt like, oh, shit, like, this sucks. So, like, you know? dude is, like, probably, like, a mile away now. <laughs> yeah. He, ri- he rides the train for a while. Hey, this is, a l- you're on a train. You're going fairly fast. I mean, at least probably 20, 30 miles an hour, right? <laughs> Has to be. I don't know. I'd- yeah. And the shots are long. He's like, yeah, finally he jumps off the train. He's like, never mind. And then they do this shot. Yeah, they really do. Which is weird. He jumps off and he's got to wipe his pants off with an oily rag. I thought that was weird. (laughs) And then he looks back. Yeah. And then he looks. And they make eye contact. (laughs) But the way it's shot, like, there's no, like, shot of them, like, far apart. It just. It makes them seem like they're right across the street from each other. Yeah, it makes it seem like they're, like, a football field away or something. (laughs) But but watch, she'll jump in her car. And starts driving, and she, like, for five miles. Yeah, she'll, like, the ending shot of the movie will be, like, a helicopter shot following her driving to where he's standing. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, the dude's, like, almost a mile away, probably. But that shot of them, like, looking at each other, it makes it seem they're, like they're literally, yeah. like, catty, con- catty corner across from each other. I think they just had to do that because you couldn't get the camera too far away or else you wouldn't see the emotion like, on their face. all this stuff, like... Yeah. How would they have been able to see each other, like, make yeah. those expressions that they were making? This this, is, this cracked me up. <laughs> yeah, it was a little awkward. I mean, probably the camera should have been a little far. But I understand what the director was going for. He wanted to sh- see the look on their face. Too funny. I think just they needed one overhead shot of them, like, looking at each other. And then you cut to the close-up, but they hit this shot. But, I mean, it would be obvious from a distance that it was him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it was just weird. It was just and then it ends with she drives up to him. She instead of him jumping back in the car, like she just jumps out and they start hugging and like literally in the middle of this road. And they're I guess they're probably kissing, but you can't see. It. And then eighties freeze frame. But yeah, like I mean, I don't want to oversell it, but it's like at the same time, it's like for a movie really nobody's ever seen. I really think more people prostitute should check. Drifter. Yeah, pro- she was prostitute drifter. The the bank teller, the horny bank teller, was Gail Mayron. Um, what what was the dude's name? Holmes Osborne was the sheriff of there. He he plays the dad in Donnie Darko. He's real regular. That's why when I saw this again, like about, I don't know what it was. It it was one of the last movies I I watched on our DVR for Dish before they took it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh shit, it's the dad from Donnie Darko. <laughs> but yeah, I really like this movie. I think it's just if you, I mean, first of all, if you like either Andrew McCarthy or Matt Dillon or both, like I do. I think you, it's a absolute must see for either one of them because it's, it's it's a good role for it. I mean, it's it's kind of a typical Andrew McCarthy role, I guess. But Matt Dillon's so fucking awesome in this movie. Like he really makes it fun and worth watching. You know, the whole time. So. Fun? No, I do. <laughs> I but I like his like he's almost I don't know like I like all his little characters he pretends to be. And I mean, shit. like there's a lot of movies where like afterwards it leaves me feeling like crappy. Yeah. But not 
because the movie was crappy, but yeah. because the it was acted out so well. Like, yeah. it makes you feel the way it's supposed to make you feel. <laughs> so, like, this ending where he got to have his happy ending, Andrew McCarthy's yeah. character, like, I totally wasn't feeling happy for him when we watched it. Like, mm. I was just like, oh. Like, I felt so, like... I don't know. Like, I just couldn't enjoy this happy moment because I felt more sad about, like, what a tragic ending <laughs> Matt Dillon's character mm. had because it was so, like... It was pretty gnarly the way he died. Yeah, yeah. he know? got like, fucking The fucking away. car flipped over yeah. and, like, that was, like... I mean, if you think about it, if that were to really fucking happen in real life, like, that's gnarly, man. Oh, their heads would be cut off. Yeah, yeah. and, like, the fact that the the shot of him getting shot was yeah. pretty gnarly, too. It was pretty too. gnarly, like, too, yeah. I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was so, like... Especially for a movie, like you said, nobody... Nothing really violent happened in the rest of the movie yeah. until that moment. So it was just like, oh. Like, it was kind of shocking, like, jolting, you know? Like, I just didn't expect that. Yeah. So, like, to me, that's what was still, like, what I was left with. So, like, this little moment that they had, this little love moment they had, yeah. I was just like, who cares about that? <laughs> like, it just was, like, weird. I don't know. It just left yeah. me weird. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it is kind of a strange ending, like, just in the way it plays out between him and her. Like, I kind of like the idea of him just getting back on the train and going away, but mm-hmm. but then they kind of cheated to have a happy ending, which I don't I don't mind. I wanted him to have a happy ending. Like he he kind of yeah. was put through the ringer. His character was in the movie, yeah. but um, I think too really like so it was the part with the barn that yeah. like was like uh this guy's trash, yeah. and then it was the scene at the bridge when. Like, instead of just taking the money... See, like, when did, when did Matt Dillon ever ride that motorcycle in the movie? <laughs> yeah. That's what I was trying to tell you, that it felt disjointed, because it yeah. felt like they filmed a lot of stuff that they just ended up not using. Yeah. But, um... <clears throat> like, the scene at the bridge, like, he instead of just, like... I mean, Andrew McCarthy was basically telling him, just take the money, I don't want any yeah. of it, like, and just, you know, go or whatever... But, like, the fact that he had to go so far as, like, point the gun in his face and, like, yeah. tell him, you're a liar, so I want to kill you now. Yeah. Like, it just totally, like, that was another scene where I was just like, fuck, this guy is, like, really, like, bad. Like, yeah. Like, nasty bad, you know? Not, like, fun, cool guy bad, but, like, he's actually a murderer, killer guy, yeah. you know? Like, and he doesn't give a shit, you know? So, it's like, that's what kind of made me, like like, really dislike him, and then, like, the way he died, I was just like, fuck, that guy was fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. it was well, just, I, like, I, it I was think, just meant to have that ending. Like, it I was think, so too, gnarly. like, they really kind of build up, like, the menace of Matt Dillon to all the scenes where he's, like, in the hotel, like, always fucking around with his gun. Like, yeah. he's so gun, like, yeah. crazy. Like, and, the, and, like, when he started really seeing all that shit, because you know how he was all, like, what I was talking about, like, with the wanted poster, and he's, like, so proud of it. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm such a... Yeah. <laughs> like, I th- I think it, like, it, you know, and it was conveyed effectively, I think, with the storytelling, but I think just fucking seeing Andrew McCarthy all, all over the news, like, being, oh, yeah. he's a hero. Like, that was, like, eating him up yeah. inside. He was like, oh, fuck it. I think that's really why he wanted to kill him, not even really yeah. for the money. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Why were we cussing so much in this one? <laughs> 
know. I think just the like this movie made us feel all the feels. Because I was like all about it, and I was like, you know, that one night or or, or no, it was the night we recorded. I was like, I was tired. I was like, I don't want to really do this. So I'm tired because like I really like you know I've always liked this movie, and it's like you know I'm trying to get down to the bucket list of movies to cover on this show, like to really make sure we cover the movies I want to cover. You know. <laughs> You know, before you know, not not before this podcast ends, but you know, just want to make sure you get to the shit that you like, you know. And it's just like, yeah, this is such a um, obscure type movie, <laughs> but it's just like, even though it's like a really bait, like you could just describe this movie to somebody, be like, oh, these guys they rob a bank and they, but but there's just something about it, like it really works on your nerves and your emotions <laughs> with really the storytelling. Does. Yeah, it's a really good movie it like does. that. So I just you know, hopefully, hopefully, some more people. Uh, you know, watch it or find it or wherever you can watch it or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. So, I mean, did you like the movie? <laughs> I guess. It's, like like I said, like, I don't like the way it made me feel. So yeah. I can't exactly say I liked it. Because it's but, like, I liked feeling like crap afterwards, you know? But the, <laughs> but the, it's the like, story was effective, That's you what say. made it good, yeah. was that it left me feeling yeah. like that. So... I whatever that. whatever that means, if I liked it or not, like that's how it made me feel. <laughs> yeah, I I just love it as a great you know kind of two of my favorite actors that you know uh, working together and playing good characters. I really enjoyed it. Cause like this was one of those ones that like how I said like sometimes the movies we watch like they stick with me for a few days afterwards yeah. and like I it must have been like I don't know a couple days after we watched it and like. I was going to tell you, like, I was just thinking to myself, like, damn, that was fucked up the way he died. <laughs> like, yeah. I was still, like, like feeling that, you know? And, yeah. I, like, now that's what I'm talking about still, you know? Yeah. Like, how long has it been since we watched it? Like, I don't know, three or four three days. Three or four days, yeah. And it's just, like, I'm not that ending of the happy ending of Andrew McCarthy and her. Mm. Like, that is not what I remember from this movie. It's that, the way, you know... Matt Dillon's character got treated, so it's just like <laughs> that's how it affected me. <laughs> but I'm telling, I mean, that's the whole point of the movie Graveyard, really, is to you know, I mean, we we cover popular movies too because it's fun to reminisce with your friends and talk about it and stuff. But like, I mean, really, it's like this is what you know me as a movie fan, me mm. starting to go to the movies like really in the late '70s. But my 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 memories I actually have starting in the '80s is like. I cannot, like, that's, this is why I wanted to devote my life to the film industry and work in the film industry, is, like, yeah. movies like this, like, you're talking about, like, oh, I've been thinking about this movie for days, <laughs> movies like this that came out for a week or two, flopped, nobody remembered, they're fucking better than the movies people pissed their pants about for months now, like, they just yeah. are, they're just, they're, sorry, you know, hate. it's not even a negative thing, it's a positive thing, I'm yeah. just saying, like, movies used to be so fucking good, and, like, why can't we get back to that? Like, why is it so fucking hard? Like, I just don't, you know. And it's funny because it's, like, I would say, like, not to say that life wasn't hard back then. Yeah. But I would say, like, we've gone through a lot of hard shit in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Socially, environmentally, you know, whatever, as a, as a country. Yeah. There is so much story... Yeah. That you could tell with, like, fictional characters that are relatable, that you can make movies out of. I know. You know? And it's just, like... 
But instead, we only want to jerk off a CGI and placate China for some reason. Like, well, I like, we it. just went into this thing of, like, I mean, I know cinema is, was made to, like, make you forget escape the real yeah. world. Yeah, like, I know it was an escapism thing. But also, it developed into a thing to help you relate. Yeah. Like, to see things that you can relate to, like, as cinema Connect developed. people, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it was escapism at first, but then it developed into a thing like this. Like, you know, like, some, well, you can't relate to this, but, like, you know, other movies that are about normal people and stuff going through, like, relationships or hard stuff in life or whatever. That's what cinema eventually, yeah. you know, developed into. And then, like... Honestly, I'd say literally with nine eleven, like drastically, yeah, that changed. It's like it's and like, and then ever since then, it's just been getting more and more of like, we have to have things exist now that are nothing like the hard shit that exists. Yeah. And like we don't want anybody to think about the hard yeah, shit that's going on. Don't think, just watch this bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So and it went from like at first after nine eleven, it was like yeah, you know, they everybody's real sensitive about violence and all that yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. Columbine which, okay, yeah, that shit. makes sense. Yeah. I get it. You know, but then eventually it turned into like I would say them controlling. Yeah. What they wanted us to be thinking about, or what they yeah. wanted us to ignore, really, I, I think it's more that what they want us to ignore about reality. I think too, it, the thing that didn't help was all the movie studios kept getting sold and sold and resold, and they just kept getting bought up by bigger corporations. Yeah. And like all those corporations want to do is sell out and yeah. and placate the lowest common number. Like they don't really want to tell stories that really look at how dark the human soul is or the human yeah, condition yeah. or even I mean they don't even fucking make love stories anymore like they really don't like it's yeah. just it's so fucked like which is funny cuz it's like you won't make a love story romantic that has like a romantic sex scene in it but you'll make all these fucking movies where like this singer masturbates with herself yeah all and they're day like oh or, like, god imagine that yeah it's like, it's like we what? won't make pretty romantic yeah. love sex things but we'll make this raunchy bullshit like, it's just it like pussy. what like i don't get it like i don't that's what i'm saying like yeah. it's like this weird thing of like controlling like what is uh, okay to like be watching and taking yeah. in as as content. It's just it's, it's, it's just it's ga- weird times it right is. now. It's just it gatekeeping bullshit. The people making decisions about what stories we get to see are make you know they're not they're not good qualifiers of what what is going to be a good emotional story that's going to be remembered by people. You know, like I would say, True Blood and Game of Thrones changed the game of what of like raunchiness. Pretty much HBO, yeah, yeah. Which, I agree, and and I mean you know me like my whole life pretty much to the point where I would get on people's nerves talking about it. When it comes to the movies, like I'm pretty much like Mr. Rated R. Like I really <laughs> don't like to fuck with too much that's below that rating. Yeah. But even me, like I watch some of the sensationalistic shit. Like even shows that I like, shows that are like on Showtime, HBO, whatever. And I'm like, did we really need to, like, go to this level? Like, by all means, nudity, sexuality, whatever. But sometimes it's just, like, there's a difference between doing it, like, honestly and authentically. And there's, like, there's, like, then there's, like, a way of treating a sex scene, like... Putting it in literally for fuck's sake. 
Yeah, I mean, just just acting like it's like something I don't know, like like that it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah. The standards of filmmaking and really, I guess, TV making at this point, because that seems to be all anybody wants to do now. But yeah, yeah like, they're like real weird now, and it's just like like it's so <sighs> weird that like you know because like I watched American Psycho like probably twice in the last six months, and like the scenes where he's like. He's, like, fucking the prostitutes and making them, like, eat each other. And he's, like, posing in the mirror and shit while he's fucking them. Like, the way those scenes... I mean, probably, too, it helps that those those scenes are actually filmed by a female director. But, mm-hmm. like, when you watch those scenes and it's supposed to be, like... like what? I didn't know those existed. Yeah, like... Then. Yeah, they they weren't invented until uh, Jennifer Lawrence invented women a couple years ago. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, it's just, like... You know, that's supposed to be, like, a shocking R-rated movie. Like, you watch it now, and it's, like, so tame. Like, in terms of visually what it's showing, you know what I mean? But it's just, well, I like... I wouldn't say that it's tame. It was just before its time. Yeah, I mean, you're not seeing any woman's, like, bush and, like... You know, I mean, you're seeing breasts, but not for extended periods. It's not, like... It's it's not like you're not looking inside a vagina. It's not like yeah, it's not like HBO where it's like watch this incest happen on this table in full view and roughly forcefully. Yeah. But um I mean it is what it is. Like, you know that's that's why we're just really trying to you know, twenty twenty three is the year that we're trying to bring Kino back in the movie mm-hmm. graveyard. Just trying to uh we're trying to raise your your vibrational state of Kino love. <laughs> Cause like 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 lately I've just been watching like all my my library of Nicholas Winding Refn, you know <laughs> Kino and just really artistic films and good good classic American cinema like Kansas and uh, yeah like we 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 don't just because they want to make an old cartoon into a fake CGI live action movie that doesn't mean we have to play ball with that we don't have to kowtow to that we don't have to pretend like that's anything important because it's not well i've gotten to the point where it's like like yeah like since rom-coms have totally disappeared and i don't mean rom-coms that have like raunchy jokes in them or where the females do nasty awkward things because that just happens in life i mean like legit clean like rom-com cutesy you know whatever I've like gone back to the Hallmark Channel because I'm like yeah. I miss I miss watching like Boy Meets Girl. Yeah, meat and potatoes. Kind of, yeah, yeah. It's like it's pushed me to that where I'm just like, well, well, you, I'll you, accept this. Even me, I mean, I watched it downstairs in the bedroom. But even me last week, um, I think it might have been, might might have been that day I was homesick from work. But I watched Vision Quest again. I was like, I just want to see like a movie where like two people are like meeting and falling in love and like, you know. I mean, that's kind of a that's a sports movie too. But I was just like, this is just so basic and good. You know what I mean? There's no like, you're not gonna get like some pee poo joke. No, no, not at all. Or somebody like peeing themselves or somebody like having a fart or something it's just yeah like, it's just like you somebody know. having to go to the bathroom and they could have done like, that because it's a wrestling movie like there's a lot of scenes where all the guys are wrestling each other on the mat and yeah. they're all sweaty like you could have done locker room scenes with gross yeah. shit but like that's like like that that just was not the decorum of the time yeah. like you know what i mean it's just, there's no place for it in yeah that. it's like Back then, you were either making Porky's or you are <laughs> yeah. making, like, a legit, like, real fucking movie. Candles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, you know. Yeah. yeah. 
But anyway, guys, uh, we've been rambling on here long enough, but... Uh, <laughs> we have a lot to say, because we, we miss movies. <laughs> yeah, get off our lawn. Um, but yeah, no, just, just you know... It, it, Let's not get off our lawn, it's real. <laughs> and anytime we do a, a... Normal human. <laughs> obscure movie episode, there's always at least one person that hits us up on the comments somewhere. So, oh, I, you know, thanks for talking about this movie. I never thought anybody would talk about this movie, so... Mm. You know, if you're one of those people and you appreciate this movie, too, I hope you're listening to this episode, too. Mm -hmm. But anyway, guys, thanks a lot, and we'll see you back here soon in the movie graveyard. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. 